But while I may be the first woman in this office, I will not be the last. Studios in Austin, Texas. It's this show has everything. Um, and you know, I was gonna do like a cute opening to introduce the episode, but guess what? Motherfucking Joe and Kamala have been elected. Woo! And uh, I had Dave open the champagne before he left, so please track my level of drunkenness throughout this episode. <laughs> it's gonna be an interesting ride. But more exciting, almost, than us having like a stable um, person as the leader of our country, we have reconvened a group of women who have been in my pod and kept me sanish for <laughs> these past few months. That's right. It's the Tishi Council of Moms. Um, welcome back, ladies. Hi. Hi. First and foremost, from the Neko Wafa Studios in Linwood, Washington, it's the nice lady, Christy Wise. Hello. Hi, Do you want to know something? Today, yes. a fellow stepmom is now vice president of the United Yay! States. Yay! Yeah. Wow. Reppin. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. That's very cool. And you can't keep her down in the house coat slash nap dress <laughs> studios in Seattle, Washington. It's Phyllis. Hey. Hi, Bella. <laughs> hey, what's up? I'm wearing my special house coat that was actually a Christmas gift from my husband because he didn't like my old house coat. <laughs> Rude. I mean, if you're going to complain, then solve it, right? Right, exactly. <laughs> it's got a zipper. Exactly. It's nice. Good, good. That's what I like to hear. Problem yeah. solving. Um, also in Seattle, in, okay, let me take a deep breath. In the stolen cherry blow pop at midnight studios, it's Colleen. Hi, Colleen. Hi. <laughs> Welcome back. And finally, from BFF slash Aldi Alternate Headquarters Studios, <laughs> it's Missy. Hi, Missy. Hello. 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 Uh, as usual, we'll do some small talk, some medium talk. Tishi recommends Amazon plug of the week, housekeeping, and how you can get, invo- get involved. And with that, um, I'll take us into small talk. Why not? Um, okay. This is, you know, I'm breathless from the election. This has been like quite a week. Many, many things have happened to me as well, personally. Okay. So I'm setting the scene on Wednesday. You know, I'm exhausted. I'm kind of like depressed a little bit. I'm also hungover. Surprise, surprise. And, you know, I went to bed way too late and, you know, I, Get, we're getting the kids ready for school and take the kids to school. I'm trying, I'm just exhausted and I'm thinking, I'm going to go take a walk, calm down. Then I'm going to come home and I'm going to do work. Then maybe take a nap and, you know, get all this stuff done. So I'm in the middle of my walk. I get a call from a 512 number, which is the Austin area code. And I'm thinking, I'm not going to answer. Cause uh, but lately it's just been like pollster or not pollsters, mm-hmm. but you know, campaign people yep. calling me and I'm like, I'm not going to answer this. And I don't have it listed, but I do pay more attention to 512 numbers because I have a 310 area code. So if they're calling me, it's usually cause they have my number for whatever reason. So I'm like not answering, not answering. And then all of a sudden it clicks. And I'm like, I recognize that phone number. Anyway. So I answer the phone. It's my best friend, Derek 
from Mills Elementary <laughs> School. And he's like, hey, girl, I have to tell you something. Rory threw up at school. And I was like, great, awesome. So, I, you know, I, I'm like, I'll be there in five minutes. Luckily, I wasn't super far from home. So I run home, get in my car, go pick him up. The nurse, he come, Derek meets me outside. He did say happy birthday to me, which like <laughs> thrilled me to no end. Yeah. That he my knows your birthday. Is, <laughs> my, my poor baby is sick. And yet I'm like, <laughs> thank you so much. Um, and then the nurse comes out and she's like in full, like, I mean, obviously everybody's wearing, you know, a mask and all that, but like she is in full, you know, gear. Like she's got the face thing. It's the whole deal. Anyway. So I'm like, Oh, hi, you know, thank you. Oh God. You know, my poor baby. And she said, okay, um, we're sending him home. He's presumed positive. And I'm like, and I know that that's just what they have to say. Like they just have to say there has to be no tolerance, which like I totally, which we want. Right. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Like good. Of course. But you know, when you just hear those words, you're just like, what presumed positive. Okay. Like just kind of scary. Right. You're, butthole tightens up and you're like yeah yeah Mm -hmm. it's super scary and she's like i it was weird the only thing that was sort of i don't know it felt like it was i maybe i just got so in my head that i was i just get like indecisive or i just don't know what to do so she said i would if he has a sibling i would get i would get them to um because even if it's not coronavirus then maybe it's like you know a stomach flu or whatever you need to get and but then she's like okay bye and just gives me rory and i'm like but what do i how do i get it so i don't know what to do so anyway i was like i'm just gonna wait for a second i called his doctor luckily his pediatrician was great and she said okay can you come in right now uh i said yeah you know and she said we're gonna do a rapid test but you're it's gonna be a curbside y'all just sit in the car and we'll do it i'm like okay great so I had a feeling for whatever reason, I just, he didn't have a fever, nausea, and I guess throwing up is on the list, but I just like had a feeling that it was, he didn't have it. I mean, who knows? I, you know, I don't really know, but I just had a feeling anyway. So I had told Dave, listen, I have been there for every single fucking vaccine these kids have ever gotten. I was there when Rory got tubes. I was there when Bridget got like cast. I've been there for all of this shit. You get to be there for the coronavirus. I can't do it. Like I can't be in there with him because I know he's going to lose it. And I'm sort of scared of it. So I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't be there for it. So Dave took Rory and luckily it was a rapid test. It came back in like an hour and he was negative. We did have to keep him. I know. Thank God. We did have to keep him home for a couple of days. And the amount of odd squad that he watched, I don't even know. <laughs> I, like I, I was like, bye. See you later. Gotta do what you really do, need to do. <laughs> no. But um, anyway, so it was, it was really, really scary. And then, you know, that's the, that's, we'll talk about it later, but like, that's the kind of nervousness about sending kids to school because it's just like it, the other shoe could drop at any moment and you just don't know and it really does this is the thing that I felt it felt like having an STD because I'm going through my head <laughs> thinking who do I need to tell yeah who has he been with you know like there was Halloween and and he plays with the kids on the street like who do I like I need to tell all their parents and they're gonna be mad at me like I'd like spread you know like I like you know I'm like a college like you know sorority girl sled or whatever that I'm like sleeping around and I'm like what do I do um anyway I did actually tell so I did tell like the parents I'm like hey listen I think he's okay but I just want because I I don't want to hide it I think hiding it is so much worse so um anyway it all ended up okay he's fine he and Dave are doing something right now and he's you know he had subway last night he's all he's all on the men so anyway, I wonder ready to eat gross food <laughs> yes uh, yes I yes, wonder why right. you threw up you know um, this is another thing <laughs> so um 
at school, they which is great. I mean, we can afford it, but they all the lunches are free right now, which is amazing because mm-hmm. yeah, I love not paying for um, lunch or anything, and I love not prepping a lunch. So all the food is free. Great. At the end of the week, they need to change this. At the end of the week, they always say, and sometimes like throughout the week, hey, we have some extra food. Does anybody want it? And Rory's like, I'm always hungry. And he always <laughs> raises his hand and he comes home with like a bag of food. Like, And I'm like, these people think that we're like food insecure or something. And like, it's fine. But I comes home with like three milks, like three little milks and you know, vegetables and sandwiches. And uh, like, I need to put a kibosh on it. Cause I was like, this is too much. And now we have just these bags of food and whatever cereal in our refrigerator. So I, and I, I'm not blaming the school or anything, but I'm thinking maybe one of the milks maybe was turned or, you know, just something kind of innocuous, but, um, my, who the fuck knows? I don't know. I'm like, Rory, stop. Kids are nasty. Food. I know. I know. Exactly. <laughs> Anyway, that's that's my that's my story of the week. Ugh. Oh my god! I know, gross. I know, gross. That's a roller I'm, coaster. I'm actually kind of glad that he puked not at my house. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <don't> <laughs> Yay! I don't have to deal with it. Um, oh god. Ugh. Anyway, that's it. Um, on to uh, Miss Christy. You are back in uh, Neck Away for Studios. You're at a Boomer Ranch. You escaped yes. Boomer Ranch. Yes. Sadly, but probably okay. How are you doing? I'm okay. I came home because my ballot didn't arrive before I left, so I Uh. needed to get home for that. And I mean, I do like the slow pace of it. And it's very, retired life is very interesting. I think that if I didn't work every day, I would have been bored out of my mind because Mm -hmm. you can't really do anything because everything's closed, right? Totally. Totally. Mm -hmm. Yeah. But I mean, my dad is like, Today is Tuesday. I have Tuesdays with Ken and he packs up like there's like this 90 year old guy who can't really leave his house. So he packs up like, like a little sequel to Tuesdays with Maury. And then he takes his little walk every day, like four miles every day. And then um, yeah. has a bike ride. But it's like a very slow bike ride with the neighbors. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. And they're all kind of being safe. I was like overly say like they're like okay we're gonna socially distance and then eat cake and they're not actually six feet away so i would like (laughs) stand in the court i would i mean it was always outside they all created outdoor patios like had construction (laughs) built during this so that they can sit outside so that's kind of cool so i would like be in the corner with my mask and they're like you don't need a mask i'm like yes i do (laughs) i'm I'm trying to protect you yeah you're old they're all vulnerable they're just yeah yeah yeah. oh i'd be freaked out yeah and then but coming like not having to worry about someone else for almost three weeks was the best vacation i could have ever had um that's real nice but i am getting a corona test today i've started to feel not great yesterday oh no no. (laughs) first time ever i'm hoping it's the flu (laughs) i know you're like please the flu the flu but honestly i think it's allergies with the change of seasons um and not sleeping probably five hours since tuesday Uh so yeah i think all of that has caught up with me but just in case i need to but i'm thinking the same thing who do i need to tell i know luckily as soon as i came home i mostly stayed home because like i didn't really go to the store because i don't want to spread if i got anything from those nasty seniors (laughs) 
Yeah. Or the plane. The plane, it was nice because there was only 20 people on the plane. Yeah, the, I mean, that's the thing about planes lately. It's been, with the exception of my American flight to Boston, all the planes have been like, and that was, they like smush everybody in. But uh, both Southwest and Alaska have been really good mm-hmm. and, and comfortable. And I felt, I felt really safe. Um, According to a recent Instagram story from Alaska Airlines, the air on planes is cleaner than some hospital rooms. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that. I saw I watched that study, which made me feel a little bit better being on the plane, I guess. I think the the problem with flying is less about the the the, well, you're transporting people who could maybe, you know, Mm -hmm. be sick or whatever. But it's also it's less about the, the plane, but more about the airport stuff yeah you know because you're just like in a room with people yeah that's sort of the mm-hmm. um that kind of that's why i went to it. the little um airport by me and didn't sit down and just stood there yeah. until they let us yeah. on well and then yeah. the same palm springs airport's very small too so it was yeah. great did i tell you all about when i was at the airport i went to like a quiet corner to take a phone call and then four men with beards came over and faced the windows and all took off their masks and we're yeah. like oh. <laughs> we're cheating it's just so like fuck that's you guys that works <laughs> But they were they were just they were hiding and it was just like it must have been so oppressive for them to have something on their body. <laughs> I just I just want them each to have just have one period. Just yes. just, know, one. just try it. I need you to yes. menstruate one time and then tell me if a one mask time. is really yeah. getting in your way. I know. That's like when I that that's like when I've gotten mad at my husband and a few other men when they call somebody the p word because mm-hmm. i'm like please try to do half as many things as i have done with <laughs> right. this p-word, uh-huh. you know yeah like please try it one day just try it yeah and you would never use that word as, yeah. as like synonymous with weak right you couldn't handle it there no. is a i saw a t-shirt on etsy i i keep thinking about buying it but i feel like it's like a little bit aggressive for my lifestyle but it says anything you can do i can do bleeding Oh, nice. I need that. I just don't know about like going to Target with that on. <laughs> just in the candle aisle smelling all the different holiday candles. I can do this bleeding. You can. <laughs> you just need to get the goop one and be smelling it. Uh... <laughs> nice. Uh, my dad's gonna be so happy for the second week in a row. I'm just talking about vaginas like 24 <laughs> seven. He's like, no. Hey. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay, and now on to Miss Phyllis. You yeah. have some forgotten purchases arriving. Yeah, and I'm I'm sure I'll have like some more morning. in like a month. It's like amazing. <laughs> it's like every now and then I'll I'll go on some like. I'm I'm not like a doom scroller really, but I am like a Facebook scroller, see what's going on with my friends. And like they have me nailed on Facebook as far as like <laughs> merch and yep. like ads and stuff. And I saw a Facebook ad for this company I'd never heard of called Hill House that I guess does like fancy dresses and stuff like that. And one of their little trademarks is um, something they call a nap dress. And I was like, hello. Like, this I is. I like all I of those a- words. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the target demo for this. <laughs> and so, of course, I clicked on it. And, like, they're really cute. And it's basically like they took, like, something that's basically a fancy, lightweight sheet. <laughs> and they stitched some, like, elastic into the bodice. And then, like, boom, dress. And it's super cute. I'm sure it wasn't cheap. I don't remember. I just went <laughs> click on getting this. And I completely forgot until it arrived this week. And I was like, oh, my God, I remember this now. 
That's so fun. It is. It You're was like a little fun. present to yourself that you forgot about. It really was. I tried it on and it was super cute. And so it's like, it's really, it's funny because in their ads, of course, they have like, you know, um, like beautiful women of like you know just like so many different sizes and so many like situations with these dresses <laughs> and it's like I put it on I was like okay I'm absolutely never wearing this anywhere like yeah. there was like you know a chick like you know on a picnic blanket and this beautiful <laughs> lawn you know and I was like oh that looks so cute and it's like I don't think I even really like picnics I don't remember but I, was just, <laughs> like, I just remember that being very seductive of like oh look how cute and, like, oh. I'm going to literally, like, put it on and go to sleep at some point, like, I when mean, I finally put it on. <laughs> I definitely have, you know, informal nap dresses. So, yeah. like, I probably, a cute one, maybe I'll ask for that for Christmas or something. Yeah, you cause... could get a cute fancy one for Christmas. Yeah, it's yeah. fun. Yeah. yeah. Hill House. Shout out. Mm, Spawn. Right, swipe up. Dude, I am shameless. Like, Spawn from where, whoever, wherever. I mean, there's a couple I might say no to, but yeah. I'm not going to do Noom, but, like, I, hey, yeah. Hill House, if you want to advertise here, go Yeah, right. it's cute. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Fun. Shout out. Woo. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Let's move on to the mailbag really quickly. Okay, so we got a really lovely letter that I had to read um, from Sarah. She said, hi, man, this last show made me really want to write. Your show is hands down my favorite part of every Monday morning. <laughs> uh, I know it's very sweet, which I spend yeah. feeding my children breakfast, unloading the dishwasher and heading into the weekly slog of two working parents, three little kids. Holy shit. Two of which are now homeschooling because 2020. So I tune out the family as much as possible and listen to you guys. A delight. Anyhow, I had to share my thoughts on goop as a person who worked in the wellness slash skincare company for a while in New York city. One of the things you learn is that, beauty products, even natural slash organic slash luxe ones are very cheap to make and can be sold at very, very premium prices. The wellness industry all functions the same way with relatively inexpensive goods being marked up like 400%. The thing that bothers me the most about Gwyneth Paltrow is the greed. She is a very wealthy person who certainly doesn't need to be selling harmful products at huge profits. She seems both very cognizant of the role she is playing in the market and driven to be ever expanding in it. I couldn't live that way. I live by ignoring my children so I can listen to this podcast. Thank you very much. (laughs) (laughs) And then she, she, um, she tags the Taffy Brodesser Ackner article, which is hilarious. Um, and she says, you all are delights and the show is really wonderful. Thanks for making it yours in 2020, Sarah. I thought that was perfect. I mean, obviously kudos to Meredith and, um, and because they're, I'm like, (laughs) but I still love Gwyneth. I still have feelings for her. And they're like, no, she's stupid. Um, no, I mean, they're, but they're much more critical, which as they should be. But, um, I thought this was great to read here because, you know, it really resonated the, like, there's sometimes when the kids come down and kind of making breakfast or I'm just like getting shit together and I'm listening to a podcast. I'm like, please, just please, I need you to stop talking right now. Like I'm listening (laughs) to something and this is very important. Um, and just like trying to get through it a little bit, you know, you love your kids, but you're also like, please. Yeah. <laughs> right now. Yeah. I need Grown you to stop talking. talking. Yeah. Right. Stop talking. Grown you know, are talking I... about something even less important than whatever you're saying. <laughs> right. but they exactly. don't care. Like... I know I'm messaging y'all, and I'm like, no. yeah. please be quiet. Yeah. Um, People no, just the, aren't uh, meant to be this close together for no, this long. <laughs> no. I go sometimes. Sometimes, and I love you, Dave. Sometimes I'll hear him talking on a work call, and I'm like, shut up. <laughs> <laughs> shut up. <laughs> 
I love you. Yeah. I go, he's not even talking to me. It's just yeah, like the tone right. of his voice will start to like be like, oh, I can't listen to this anymore. Yeah. <laughs> you should put I him know. in the garage like I did my family. Oh, no, I should. <laughs> I should. And now it's really good weather, so maybe I'll try to do it. Um, that's not a bad idea. Um, okay. As far as question of the week, we got some really good responses of what was the tagline of the movie uh, on the day you were born. And we got a lot. Like, we got a lot, a lot. And I even pasted them all in here. And I just decided, you know what? We're, just to make it a little bit efficient, we'll read the ones um, that of the ladies on this particular show. So, right. let's see. Okay, let's see who's first. Who got to it first? Okay, Christy. Mm-hmm. If he's crazy, what does that make you? Christy, what is that? <laughs> uh, one Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. Oh, oh that's right. That's right. Oh, it wow. won. It won Best yep. Picture in 1975. That's a good one. And wow. I know uh, other people that are um, born later in December and into January, and that still was their movie. So it stayed at number one for a long time. Yeah. Wow. Never seen it. There's, uh, I don't know if I have. It's just like that's so something that's just not of interest to me really. I'm like, no. I'm sure I would probably like it. I'm not a huge Jack Nicholson fan. Oh, yeah. No. There's one, the only movie I really love him in, and somebody had it on here is Terms of Endearment. I love Terms of yeah. Endearment. It's a really good movie. Aw. Um, okay, then let's see. Missy is, I'm so jealous. This is Me so too. Yeah. <laughs> Missy says, Grease is the word. I can't All believe right. that was, God, that's such a good <laughs> one. So, and also, stupid. my fourth grade birthday party, we watched <gasps> Grease. And we did. Kate, and Katie Holland said <laughs> that she couldn't watch it because there was sex in it and had to like go in the other room. And, and I was what like, what are you talking? I was in fourth grade. I was like, I, what are, there's no sex in this movie. I don't know. And then now, <laughs> I know. now I know there's like almost an abortion and like, yeah, know. you know, all sorts and of. And she like, calls it a real pussy wagon. And they're like, right. chicks will cream. <laughs> like, I just. Yeah. yeah. So dirty. It just goes over I, your Missy head. And I would. Yeah. Missy and I saw, I think the first time we realized that Grease, even my mom was like surprised by it. The first time we realized that Grease was like, like naughty, my mom and Missy and I went to London when we were juniors in high school and we went to go see Grease in the West End and we were all like, I'm oh. sorry, what did they just say? <laughs> like, what is happening? Yeah. yeah. I was, I was, I, we were like really shocked because I guess I know, the stage like, version is also like little randy so yes. horny and it like i so mean they horny. simulate like- um blowjobs <laughs> like i Whoa. saw it i saw it with my dad and sister with royal rosie and megan Mullally mm. were on, in it yes i was a huge wow. nerdy Ro- rosie fan oh i actually I kept the ticket on. stub in my wallet for years like <laughs> Yeah, but yeah, uh, my dad was just like, oh, this is awkward. What is happening?" Yeah, like, oh. <laughs> I never um, thought about this before. My husband was in Greece in high school. Hot. I have to ask him how how clean or dirty. It yeah, was. I think they edited it a little for when they sell they it to high school. High school yeah. production. I was yeah. in Greece in fifth grade, but I was like, oh. A, "Oh no!" But I wasn't like, I was like an alternate. Like okay. nobody cared. <laughs> Josh was sing. Teen Angel. <gasps> That's a good one. That is a good one. Because yeah. it's you don't you don't get as much stage time, but it is like a power pack punch. And you get yeah. a solo. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so That's awesome. um when yeah. I was like four or five, I got my babysitter in trouble for showing me Greece. <laughs> um so uh 
I, it was like my mom's, my mom's friend's family and this like cool teenager, like looking back, she was like totally like a, like a new wave, like cool teen. And she had like this whole collection of the Metro Times, Detroit's alternative newspaper. She had like many, many of them. And I would go into her room and like read all the like, um, you know, like this modern world comic strips and like pretend to understand them. And I was very young, but she showed me Greece and the tune in Tokyo moment, like really yes. stood out to me. And so she, my mom came back and I was like she showed me a dirty movie and all the adults uh, like lost their minds and she just kept saying like it's Greece it was just Greece and there was like this like extreme fight I really regret that like it took me a long time to realize what I had done as a little kid but it is like, maybe not for a four-year-old right and I clearly <laughs> mm-hmm. picked up on the fact that a woman was groped without her consent and oh I know well, not appropriate okay. and it- I mean, you no. know, like I've been talking about watching like older movies with Bridget and it's just like all of these things that we were just like, okay, hey, like that just happens. And yeah, and you're like, you can't, I need to, you can't let like, as you don't want that, like that, you can't let that happen. But I, I don't know. It was just so like embedded in our brains and it was nobody's, I mean, it was the filmmaker's fault, but it was nobody's fault. It wasn't like our parents fault or whatever for like, it was just how it was. And now you're just like with, with 2020, attitudes you're just like holy shit like i can't believe that i just thought you know whatever like mm-hmm. i could do that i can mm-hmm. let a guy do that yeah anyway. people thought my mom was a trip for a long time because she wouldn't have me watch the muppets because there's some really misogynistic stuff that happens in there but she was yeah. only about like four decades ahead of her time right so. <laughs> <laughs> good you're like, job catch mom up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah um <laughs> All right, Colleen, yours is the story of two enterprising young men who make an amazing amount of money selling ice cream. What Has anyone that? seen this movie? It uh, That would be um, Cheech and Chong's Nice Dreams. Uh, oh, <laughs> yeah. So I'm really upset. If I had been born three days later, it would have been Raiders of the Lost Ark. Oh, oh yeah. Whoa. Yeah. That would... Oh, that's that's, that's more, so slightly more iconic <laughs> than Cheech uh, and Chong's yeah. Nice Dreams. <laughs> yes. Crazy. Have you seen it? Uh, no, but um, uh, according to Wikipedia, um, the film focuses on the duo having gotten rich selling cannabis out of an ice cream truck and evading the <laughs> DEA, smart. led by Sergeant Stadenko, played by Stacey Keach, who are trying to bust Ooh, an alleged drug pin named Mr. Big and discover a strain of marijuana that turns people into lizards. Whoa! There's yeah. a lot of plot lines wow. going on I'm, there. I might be interested in watching this film. I have a vague yeah. memory of watching this film. You do? <gasps> what? Yes, it was, yeah. but it's but it's a uh, very vague. So right. I wonder why <laughs> the supporting cast includes Michael Winslow, Paul Rubens, oh. Sandra Bernhardt, and Timothy Leary. Apparently, makes an appearance. Wow. So I feel like it could be worth it just to see. You know, Paul Rubens roll through, I don't know, as a lizard? I don't know. That's crazy. Yeah. And Michael Winslow is that sound effect guy. Yeah. Right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I played it for I played it for the kids the other day and they were like, mm, like they were like not as impressed. I'm like, this is amazing. He's doing it all with his mouth. Oh my god. And they were like, mm, we've seen that. Yeah, they've yeah. seen TikTok. No, Sorry. On TikTok, yeah. <laughs> Yo, I'm like, you guys, kids don't understand. This blew our minds in place. Yeah, down. right? Blew Talk about minds. some more Incredible. inappropriate movies for children to watch. <laughs> yeah. And I watching all the Police Academy movies. Yes. 
<laughs> I feel like uh, I watched his stand up too. I think yeah. it was one of those HBO ones that I wow. shouldn't have probably been watching. I <laughs> know. <laughs> again, funny. once again. Um, okay, and finally, well, finally, slash, I'll have a subsidiary one that I want to talk about briefly, but this is Phyllis's, which is, is a really good one. Phyllis. An offer you can't refuse. So this Godfather, right? Isn't that yeah? Isn't that That's amazing? I had no idea. It also won Best Picture in 1972. We've got two Academy Awards on here. And I had no idea that it, that that's when it was out. I I didn't even see that movie until I was an adult. So mm-hmm. I had no idea that that it came out. Uh, you know, right when you're born, the year I was born. I mean, doesn't Josh make the the spaghetti sauce from? The oh, Godfather? he does all kinds of. He um he definitely he makes the tympano from Big Night. <laughs> he does. Yeah, that. he said he said he was a. There's a podcast where they like cook with the different. Or yeah, maybe it was a he's YouTube done video a bunch or something. Of those. He has a he has a cookbook from. Man, oh, I wish I could remember who he has. He has different like like if if it's an Italian movie star, Italian American movie star who's done some Stanley sort of Tucci. Yeah. yeah, yeah, Stanley Tucci. All the sub- of the two, all the Sopranos ha- guy. guys have yeah. cookbooks. Yeah, right. He has um like kind of oh man, it's a it's a guy. I think he's passed away. His name might be like Vincent something or I forget, but he had his own version of that. Um, Josh has that one, and yeah, he loves to do that stuff. He needs to get That's my awesome. cookbook that I bought for Dave. That actually oh. has some good recipes. The keto Guido. <laughs> you know, Josh would would dig that. Actually, yeah. I need to tell him about it. I know because he does keto. Some well, not keto, but yeah. no carb. Yeah, yeah basically. No he, he sometimes he extreme low carbs it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. That's I'm not I'm not this is not well it is a pejorative but like it's by the guy so it's it's a uh, Vinny from a <laughs> from uh, Jersey Shore so no really yeah yes yes I, I didn't catch that when you first told me <laughs> oh he is the keto Guido <laughs> he is the titular oh. keto Guido <laughs> oh that's amazing. <laughs> Oh man. Okay, the only the last one I want to talk about and and Jessica, I adore you. I, you were so great. Mm-hmm. I just have to make fun of you and your family because <laughs> Jessica's is there are three sides to this love story. Mhm. And both Which I knew instantly. And, yes, of course. Yeah. I Jessica and Jeremy, Jessica being Jeremy's sister, are both like, "What is this like this movie?" Never even like, heard question, of this mark, movie. question mark. It's turns of endearment. Another Oscar winner no. in nineteen eighty three. It's isn't it Kramer versus Kramer? Oh, it's Kramer versus Kramer. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. Yeah, 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 sorry. Oh, I was yeah. confusing. Kramer versus Kramer, which also did. It uh, definitely won. I, won I think it won. I think it won Best Picture. And, and Meryl Streep won Best uh, Supporting Actress. A great movie that I weirdly watched way too much as a little kid. Mm-hmm. Because it's about right. Divorce. I just, I have this like trauma about making French toast now because I like, won't make it because of that movie because it looks yeah. very like stressful and exhausting. And, but anyway, weird adult <laughs> movie that I watched as a kid. Christy did. And both Jessica and... Um, Jeremy are like we don't, question dog. What is that? <laughs> and I mean, it's one thing to have not seen it. I get it because you're a kid. Like you know, it wasn't a movie for kids. No, um, no. <laughs> regardless of how many times I watched it, but to just know that it exists is another thing. They yes, had no idea funny. what anyone. But I, know, they, I mean, they, they weren't allowed to watch evangelical bubble. Yeah, they weren't allowed to watch rated R movies. Anything over PG, they couldn't watch. 
but also it was about divorce, which I mean, Ooh, that's next to yeah. gay stuff. Like, you know, like <laughs> we don't talk about it. Don't look at it. Doesn't happen. <laughs> I wanted that to be the show title. That's next to gay stuff. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Well, it's funny anyway, catching them up on um, pop culture. <laughs> I know it's like they're like a little caveman. They were just yep. like stuck in. They're like, what is this? Yeah, it's like Encino <laughs> Man. <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Anyway, thanks for participating. It, there was a lot, a lot of other ones. And com- some that I need to look up because I'm like, I have no idea what this is. And that, what I actually really like also is the span of ages we seem to have. Because mm-hmm. there are some people that were like basically in like 1995. It's like, right. <laughs> you know, something. And then there are some that are, you know, in the 60s and 70s and stuff. So it's, it's, fun to participate thank you so much um yes. can i just go back to this concept of encino man but meryl street movies <laughs> like, uh, if any I mean, of us ever has someone come out of a like a long-term right. <laughs> like, comatose state we could just be like all right well here's every film uh meryl streep has been in let's sit down just get you right. caught up. It's, a, it's a journey because she goes from accent work to really mm-hmm. like settling into her you know more middle-aged kind of um autumn of her life deal I, I, listen i would teach a class on <laughs> the movie mm-hmm. you really get caught up Do, on american culture going all really, the way really, yeah truly yep. <laughs> Oh, man. Um, <laughs> okay, Christy, when do you want to throw us in a medium talk? Okay, today we are going to talk, moms talk about back to school. Each <laughs> one of us have a very different situation that our um, kids are in, in school, in different types of schools, and different situations that we, how we are handling it. So I just wanted to talk about that. Does anyone, should we just go around? Do we want to? Yeah. Well, do you want to just do it? Um, let's have our guests go first. Okay. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to start with uh, Phyllis. Cause you're All right. On the one sheet. Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's, it's, you know, I'm, I'm glad you asked about this because um, I actually don't talk about it a whole lot because it's going fairly well. Yeah, and I feel Phyllis like... is the worst of us. That's why she's going <laughs> first. She's like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you're that mom you whose baby like, sleeps F all you. night and is just yeah. Like, yeah. No, no, night. Yeah. Yeah. no, 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 <laughs> no, absolutely not, no way. And so it's like you know, I guess I'm sure part of me is like, oh, I don't want to drink anything, but right. then also I'm like, well, I don't want to act like I think it's because. I'm the shit or something or like I'm doing something quote unquote right or anything like that. Like um, we're just, we've happened to be very lucky and, and privileged that things for whatever reason seem to be going okay. I'm sure at some point some crazy shoe could drop and all this stuff, but for the most part, it's like, it's okay. Um, Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Gus is so laid back that it's perfect. I mean, he does play the trombone, so that is in the negative column. (laughs) It's funny. Even the best trombone player would be annoying in the house, right? Right. And well, it's funny because his his he'll practice for a very short period of time, but then I have to get into this cycle of, okay, I have to, I have to get him to practice, but then 
do I want that happening right now? Right. <laughs> like maybe I want something else happening right now. So I don't, I don't necessarily want this going on at this moment. And so then it ends up being a thing where I have to, um, you know, figure out how much I want to unearth that <laughs> and make it happen. Yeah. 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 Um, but it's, it's, I think that, you know, he pretty well accepted what was happening after the, like when they, when they said, First they said no school for two weeks, and then they said no school for six weeks. Remember those days? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, my God. Saying stuff like oh, they're going to yeah. just clean. We're going to close down yeah. for yeah. a week right. to clean. Oh, <laughs> oh, that's, that's so funny. Uh. I think when they said six weeks, that was the last time he was shocked about anything. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so it's been, you know, like just kind of a given that we're going to be in this holding pattern for a while. Yeah. Um, I think um, part of it, too, is that um, – like I, I had my own adjustment probably a long time ago about how much of school is bullshit anyway. <laughs> sure, yeah. And yeah. so it's there were just definitely a parent now. Don't care about, like I don't care about just certain ideas of like so called like keeping up and stuff like that. Um, and so, because I get to be kind of disengaged from certain things, and you know, kind of have the. Um, you know, and I certainly don't want to downplay like things where people have real concerns about, you know, learning and, and social things and stuff like that. Um, but I'm just in a very lucky place where I'm able to be like, mm, I'm just going to let this unfold and see what happens. So, yeah, because it's yeah. I mean, I try to adopt it sometimes because I you know, we can all get up in our heads. I'm like, but what, what about this? And what about yeah. this trajectory? If this happens, then this. Uh-huh. And it's like, it's all going to kind of unfold as it unfolds. And that's yeah. just kind yeah. of. Yeah, I mean, like definitely we should all have bit. what would Phyllis do. And sometimes yes. I actually <laughs> say that and I'm like, take a deep breath. It doesn't matter right. if she's going to music class or not. Like, it doesn't right. really matter. It just doesn't matter, man. No, you know, it and it's like, it sucks that there are you know, legal things or regulatory things or whatever that mean that certain things have to be kind of like hammered into this template that, Mm -hmm. you know, like a school system has created. But, um, you know, I think that that a really good outcome, I mean, I think that it's it's probably clear to most people like so Gus is 100% remote with his school. Um, I just realized I didn't fully say that. So, you know, he's doing everything just in his room um when school is like quote unquote in session um and uh i think that fortunately the system that we are in like you know i think that everyone's giving each other a little bit of a break you know so like i think that you know at least from what i observe like for the most part our parents are giving the teachers kind of a break and the teachers are giving the students kind of a break and like i just haven't observed that anyone's really tripping in our situation yeah. about yeah. stuff um, which is kind of key because if people is. are giving yeah because if people are giving each other shit then it's like it's they all gonna are. fall apart yeah. Yeah. yeah it's not cool and like you know i mean there were you know this could have been kind of a glitchy thing but like in a neighboring district to ours um there were people that were getting um truancy notices mm-hmm. you know mm. uh and that's that, that, not cool and like no. cps being called on parents oh my God. yeah i mean that yeah you you hear sometimes that kind of stuff in the news and you're like and truancy right, stuff man. can fuck you up yeah. like it's it really not can. it's not just like getting detention or something mm-hmm. you know something mm-hmm. sort of silly it's like that yeah. like that is kind of on your record for a little bit yeah, yeah and well and parents parent get in trouble because the situation? what is it megan's yeah. law or something 
yeah yeah we have that here and um it, it's yeah i i'm so like whenever i say okay things seem to be going pretty well i think about all right i have to say that with awareness that like there are systemic things that make it not going well for other people so mm -hmm. um yeah. so you know yeah, we're just chilling over here for the most part. Phyllis, can you talk about the pod, the pod mom? Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I and um, I, I got a couple of inquiries where people kind of wanted to, like, on the DL, like, know, like, what I was really doing. You That's know? the like, whole terrible. thing. Like, hey, hey, yeah. quiet, like, quiet side text. Like, yeah. like well, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah. yeah. and, and um, I think that. I've tried to think about why has this happened? Like, what am I projecting that is making this happen if I am doing that? Um, and I think that sometimes people think that because I used to work for NPR or because they mm. used to hear me on the radio and I used that to cover a crunchy. school district. Yeah, that, mm. or that I, that I have, like, mastery of things mm. or that I know how to work systems and stuff like that or you know and um i mean i guess to a certain extent that's true but i just don't i don't engage that kind of stuff when it comes to dealing with the school system yeah. um and you know i don't i don't like you know carve out little special deals for myself or whatever and um i think that pete like there can be a certain type of person who's just like, well, let me find out what she's doing because she's probably like doing mm. what's really up, you know? And I'm yeah. like, mm. well, I'm, I'm doing what I feel like works for Gus, but yeah. it's a really low engagement type of thing. And so I would get hit up by people who, you know, moms um, who want to know that, you know, what's really up, what I'm really doing. And then I would give an honest answer. And it was funny because they wouldn't show all their cards about like, <laughs> what they were definitely totally really up to and then like two minutes after i would say like i'm not i'm i'm if you're if you're asking if i'm forming a pod i'm not i just want to be clear about that like then the facebook message would go up hey anyone forming a pod <laughs> <You know? laughs> and i'd be like okay like it could have been i could have like sent a much less heartfelt <laughs> much briefer note right. to just be like no, no, I'm not doing that if that had just yeah. been the question from the beginning. So, I mean, it's it's funny because, um, you know, I think that that um, this ha this whole pandemic has really surfaced a lot of things about how we spend our time and, mm -hmm. you know, um, feeling competitive about things that really don't matter. Yeah. Um, yeah. And and. It's, it's a lot of garbage a lot of like our cultural detritus has been <laughs> exposed and um and you know i'm sure i'm affected by a lot of those things um just like anybody else would be but i also swerve on a lot of it and um you know i think that maybe that's why i end up like just sealed in my house and texting people all the time <laughs> Not, you know? like and being somewhat satisfied with that because I'm like yeah. well this is okay you know yeah. like um I I feel like you know maybe under Biden we won't have to put up with this for as long as we yeah. would have under Trump because maybe yeah. you know we'll have science wins. better leadership yeah. on this virus yeah. actually going away yeah. um yeah. You know, like by, you know, having a president who acknowledges that it's a real thing. Um, science science yeah. exists. <laughs> yeah. People so, maybe you know. know better than he does about, you know, 
Yeah, mm-hmm. but like, you know, I sometimes it's it's kooky. I can't remember if I talked about this last time, but sometimes I do tend to um like plan by worst case scenario and it's not always the most healthy thing, but mm-hmm. um I I seriously was telling myself like okay, if he gets reelected, I guess we could do this for another four years. Like, I seriously was ready to be just, yeah. like, sealed How up. How much I worse can too. it get? I was there, too. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I was, too. Yeah. Dave had been, like, hey, I mean, the very beginning of this, whatever, he's like, don't get excited. He's going to be reelected. He's going to be reelected. You just right. need to keep telling yourself that so you're not, like, invested. Mm-hmm. And I really did an okay job until the very end. Um, Tuesday, I was, like, really upset. And then kind of Wednesday... I was kind of like, whatever. And then Thursday, and then it started to turn a little bit and you could see mm-hmm. the tea leaves. But mm-hmm. yeah, I was, I was kind of like, okay, well this is just how it's going to be. And, it, and, and in a way it's not like Joe and Kamala being there are like, Oh, it just flips a switch. And it's like, everything's, you know, half the country is turning back to, you know, a good set mindset, but at yeah. least now we have some leadership that that's the thing about it. Like, I mean, this does not have to devolve into a politics podcast, but it's not like Joe was my first choice. Like he wasn't my fourth choice, but at least he, I trust that he surrounds himself with people that like he knows are smart. You know what I mean? Like that was, it's like he trusts that people know better than him about epidemiology or whatever, you know, just like, you know, whatever the case may be, but it just is like, okay, people are going to be surrounding him. He is a smart person. I I don't think he's progressive enough, but I think that he knows, you know, he knows, like he knows his position. His position is to be the calm person that ushers in a time of stability into our lives after four or five years of just like chaos. Do you think maybe it'll materially improve just like just basic shit about like whether our kids can go to school. Yes. Yes. You know, which is like really like, even if it just shortens the timeline of how long we're in this specific, like suspended reality, you know, maybe, maybe kids will actually get to go back to school in 20, you know, whatever i mean i guess maybe like 20 late 2021 or you know early 2022 or whatever Mm -hmm. like instead of having to wait like a whole three years or you know like even that would be good just like a partial victory so yeah oh by the way we we um we called an arborist uh and they Mm -hmm. they're here so you might be hearing (laughs) like wood chipper stuff going on oh that's so. all right it just is <laughs> you know the, yep. the background of life yep, yep. um okay so. next um I, i'm cutting you off Phyllis. no i'm just kidding <laughs> yeah um, no seriously it's a good time to uh you know feel free to to uh fade to me down <laughs> um next up is colleen also in the seattle area tell me what's going on with you that's where school goes. yeah like i don't know everything but yes yeah, tell no, to the listenership what's going on um so uh fuck oh um <laughs> so, we, so we were originally gonna record last week and if we had recorded last week i would have had like a really different um, yeah. answer to this like I could I could talk about the um, well-meaning white outdoor dad who wants to do outdoor education at our school um, just in it in we Seattle could just do it for some kids yeah. and figure it out for kids with disabilities later then that would be mm-hmm. fine yeah. um, so anyway um, yeah so I have two uh, daughters. One um, is an extremely self-sufficient um, and invulnerable to peer pressure or any suggestion um, fourth grader. Um, 
And she seems. Can she come be with Bridget, please. Yeah. Bridget, is, Bridget is like, oh, what? <laughs> yeah, this is child will not. She refuses to read or watch Harry Potter and will not watch Star Wars because too many other kids are into it. Um, so therefore, she's a hipster. Not cool. She's yeah. Punk rock. I, sometimes yeah, I'm just like, rock. I honestly, I like you just see the future goth in her so clearly, <laughs> yeah. and you're just like, do I just like give you how how long do I have to wait till Joy Division? Uh, anyway, so she's fine. Um, she pretty much controls her schedule. Her teacher actually did. So she's also like a Seattle public schools, totally remote. Her teacher has done like a very cool thing. So every subject is a separate teams meeting. It just shows up on her outlook calendar. So her life is just like mine. Um, (laughs) and she just clicks on the link and joins the meetings. Um, her class still elected a government this year and she ran for and was elected to class senator. Um, and I, um, I'm an extremely competitive asshole. So I was like, uh, so what, just like, why didn't you want to be president? (laughs) And she was like, uh, well, the presidents have to like run the meetings and control the other kids. And I was like, oh, okay, yeah, I totally get that. Yeah. She just wants to write laws. She doesn't want to have to actually deal with people. So Mm-hmm. So that's going. She's like a little Elizabeth Warren. I love I know. it. <laughs> you would not. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. So uh, she's fine. Um, and then uh, my younger one is. Uh, she started kindergarten this year, um, and she went from a daycare where she had been with the same kids um, since she was eighteen months old, and then her last day was kind of middle of August. We um, went on vacation. We went to the cabin in the Cascades for a week. And then she came home and just had one other kid to play with, her sister. And thankfully, they do uh, like each other. But she's pretty extroverted. And um, so I think that has been challenging. And um, remote kindergarten is really, like, not meant for no, uh, no. I mean, like nope. it's not. It can't. It doesn't work, right? I don't even. It doesn't. Work. It fucking sucks. It doesn't. It, uh, it doesn't and work. so she. It doesn't work. They um, can't read or type. Like, well, how are right. you going to do? Yeah. Right. In fact, yesterday, um, my dad was here yesterday, and she was doing her music class, and my dad was like, she's having a really hard time paying attention to her music class. And then he's like, although it kind of makes sense because they just put the words to the song on the screen, and she can't read. <laughs> <laughs> None of them yeah. can, right? Like that's what you learn yeah, in Rory yeah. Garden. Rory can't read, and it's yeah, it's the same. And you know, they're a little. Atten- they had much like yours. Like Rory's been in school, like preschool, but he doesn't really understand the formality, the more formality of kindergarten and sitting down and learning. Blah blah. blah and they they can't mm-hmm. self regulate, right? Right. And you can't sit, I mean, for all of us who like also have a crossword puzzle or candy crush or whatever open in every meeting <laughs> yeah. that we're in, right? Right. Okay. I don't know what you're talking about. Uh, okay. No uh, yeah. So, um, so I, I don't know. I, I feel like the, what kindergarten is for is for like learning how to stand in line and sit around yes. the carpet and like wait mm-hmm. your turn and like not pick your nose and eat it in public, right? Yeah. Like all of yeah. those things and like that kind of peer pressure or just sort of like learning how to be a member of society that's not occurring so last monday i was sitting upstairs with her for a little bit and she was completely turned around in her chair and i said what are you thinking about and she said i'm thinking about those dresses that you ordered for me and when they're gonna come (laughs) girl after my own i know right like how many times do you do a tracking of the uh-huh. things you buy during um, meetings. Almost constantly. Yeah. Right, right. So she's ready to join the workforce. Um, 
good. Yeah. So, um, so we had, uh, um, so we had hired a nanny. We didn't know what was going to happen with the school year. Seattle Public Schools waited a very long time to declare what was going to happen. Like way, 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 way. Like, like two- the end of, like the last week of August, es- right? Essentially, like two weeks before yeah, school was supposed to start. And so we weren't sure if like the Boys and Girls Club at their school was going to do anything, if they were going to go two days a week. Like we had, we had no idea. And then what eventually happened here was basically like Seattle called it and on the same day, all the major school districts around here said we're going mm-hmm. full remote. Um, I think they all were talking and they all just decided this yeah. isn't going to work. Um, so we hired a nanny and, um, uh, yeah, my nanny, um, quit on Friday with no notice and, um, I'm still sort of processing like exactly how it all happened. And I will preface this by saying like, I, I, my children are not perfect and I don't believe that any child is perfect and there's always, you know, kind of testing and kind of getting to know each other and also Mm -hmm. remote learning really sucks. Right. And so, Mm -hmm. um, so we knew that it wasn't going to be the easiest, but, um, and my kids are neurotypical. Um, and in fact, they're both, I think ahead of grade level. So it really should not have been that much of a challenge. Um, to make sure that they stayed alive over the last two months. Um, but, uh, but yeah, the, so the way that this could have gone was that our nanny could, uh, it turns out she had an interview for another job and like sort of like changing her career a little bit, which like, congratulations, good for you. Um, cause, sh- uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, and instead, um, what she did was she took the kids out on a walk and told them that she was um, applying for other jobs and that she wasn't sure when her last day would be. Um, but she just wanted to tell them that she wasn't going to be their nanny anymore um, without letting us know. And um, so I was in a meeting. Um, I was in a meeting with um I work for a large accounting firm, so I was with my boss and two other partners in the firm um, and a client. And um, my five-year-old came downstairs and like sat in the chair next to me and started crying and saying that the nanny had said that she was going to have to go to the Boys and Girls Club at their school starting tomorrow because she was a bad kid and wasn't following the rules. And she just had like a complete melt. She cried for almost an hour. Um, I had forgotten that Steve was gone because um, he had he actually had like an off-site meeting. Um, he had to go tour the Seattle Kraken facility because his job is a literal dream. And um, <laughs> and so I ran upstairs. And the Kraken, the Kraken the, is what now? The Kraken. <laughs> they're, they're our hockey team. They're our future yeah. hockey team. Yeah. So he got to go to um, Climate Pledge Arena. Um, yeah. Welcome to Seattle. Uh, <laughs> So um, I ran upstairs and I was calling for him and I had, I just completely forgot that he was gone. I ran upstairs to get her, um, her like favorite stuffed animal. And, um, and the nanny's like, I don't know what I'm supposed to do. And I was like, you don't have to do anything. I'm going to take care of it. And um, then, then I came downstairs and then she sent me an email and the email said like, I have the opportunity to interview for this other job. I know that our contract said that uh, I would give you four weeks notice, but maybe we could talk about um, it, whatever. Uh, and and so I wrote back and I was like, did you tell her this? Like, she's inconsolable down there. Is this why she's crying? And um, and she wrote me back and said, yeah, I did tell them this. And they asked, is this because we don't behave? 
And so then uh, it was about 10 minutes later, I'm still in this meeting trying to listen to this person talk about a potential project. <laughs> and <laughs> thankfully, my boss has five kids and like he just kept talking and I didn't have to say very much. I'm so happy that he noticed that I was like popping in and out of screen and had like, I was not taking notes. Um, and mm. she came, she knocked on my door and at first I didn't answer it because I was in this meeting. And then, um, she knocked on it again. And so I was like, what, what, what? And so I took like one earbud out. Right. And I stand up mm -hmm. and she can see the people on the screen and she can see my daughter on the floor crying. And she's like, I don't know what to do. And I was like, well, I need to be in this meeting and I need to take care of her emotional needs. So you can just go upstairs and we can just talk later. And she's like, I'm really uncomfortable. I think I should leave. And I just like looked at her. And then she was like, I don't know what I did. And I was like, well, the right thing to do would have been to tell us first. So we the could figure the adults out. that pay you your money. Yeah. Right. Your salary. So we could figure out what to do. And she's like, well, but I, and I was just like, the right thing to do would have been to tell us first. And then she just goes, well, I, then I think I should leave. And I was just like, then fine, I guess you can go. And so then Steve comes home and well, I called my dad. I was like, <laughs> Steve comes home and he's like, what the yeah. fuck? <laughs> I call my dad. I'm like, what are you, what are you doing right now? And he's like, you know, nothing playing my guitar, being a retired man who lives on a boat. Right. And I'm like, my nanny just quit. Can you please come over? So my dad came over, thank God. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, so then my meeting ended and I called my boss and I was like, Hey, just to let you know, like during that meeting my nanny quit and um Alice was just crying like the whole time next to me and he's like yeah I thought something was going on um because I noticed that uh I could tell you weren't taking notes <laughs> it's like yeah <laughs> I definitely was not um and uh and earlier so you know there were like some red flags so uh, you know after maybe like three weeks in um she left in the middle of the day and um and she, she sent me a text message that was like, we're going to have to talk. Like, I'm not sure that I'm doing things right. And I'm not sure if I'm a good fit for your family. And it was totally out of nowhere. And so when she got back, um, we all sat down. So three adults and two kids and talked about what the challenges were. And it turned out that um, <laughs> uh, she had tripped going up the stairs and my daughter had laughed at that. <laughs> uh, um, <laughs> And it's funny. Yeah. And I just, just picture it Simpsons, like whatever. Who is Nelson? Who's like, ha, ha, like yeah. that, like a picture. Yeah. Um, and so we talked about this idea of that they had to treat the nanny like she was a teacher or a counselor and that um, they, you know, they weren't friends. And while we were having that conversation, she was like, I really need your respect, but we can still be friends and we can still have fun. And like, she had a real issue in terms of like de defining her boundaries. Um I think that remote learning was really frustrating to her. Um, but, uh, but also like, I would say like, Hey, let's like, why don't we set up a regular time to have a meeting to talk about this? And then she'd be like, Oh, whenever. And then just like, never, never want to actually engage us in those conversations instead, just dropping these like passive aggressive bomb text messages every so often. So I didn't think this was going to last forever, but I didn't imagine it ending this way. Like it could have ended with her saying, I, I got an interview for this job. And so let's talk. And like, we would have been like, congratulations. Like that sounds great. Um, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so then we had to send her an email um, that said, uh, since you left uh, without notice, we accept your resignation. Um, so yeah, it's, uh, it's an absolute nightmare. Um, mm. 
but I feel like maybe we're lucky that we got out of it when we yeah. did. Mm-hmm. Um, I do know uh, for, I'm sure, Missy, this will be very upsetting to you. Um, I did know that the nanny was telling uh, our kindergartner that she was smarter than the other kids in her class. So, <laughs> because she has repeated that a couple of times. So uh, I'm glad we can cut that off um, right now because yeah. that's not going to work out well for her long term. If she ever no, wants to be no, friends. Yeah. Also, also being the smartest kindergartner is like really not the best. Right. Right. I mean, don't you know, the I bar's know pretty adults, low. Like, it's, you color in the lines. You brag about yeah. stuff like that. And it's, it's like, it didn't, it didn't get you much, did it? Yeah, no. no, absolutely no. not. No. Um, so yeah. So, so if we had talked a week ago, I would have been like, it's going fine. Uh, and now, um, I, yeah, I really, I, I'm so tired. I am, uh, I'm really tired. I mean, it just, you know, this underlines just sort of like, no matter your situation, it is even like Phyllis, like yours is somewhat, you know, like not easier because you're going through it all, but like, you know, it's been okay, but it's just like, you have to make these decisions and this, it's so like, it kind of taxes your brain a little bit of like, okay, if we do this, then this, and if we do this, then this. You know, there's all these, and it's, you know, we're, our husband, we all have great husbands, but it's like women tend to kind of, a lot of it is on our shoulders and it's exhausting and we're all working people and yep. it's exhausting yeah. to think about at the end of the day. And it's just, it's, it's like by the end, that's why at the end of the day, I'm like comatose playing mm-hmm. Candy Crush and listening to a stupid <laughs> podcast because I'm like, my brain cannot do this mess and it's not like I'm like doing you know I'm not a doctor I'm not doing like rocket science but like I, I but I'm exhausted by the end of it because mm-hmm. it just is these these executive functioning that is really hard after a while yeah yeah I was gonna say that's mostly why I'm glad all the selection stuff is done because that's one less thing I have to think and worry about yeah mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. Uh, yeah well I'm sorry Colleen it like when you let us know it was just like what the fuck like it was it's like was genuinely (laughs) shocking but it just it just sucks Mm -hmm. um my favorite part of the whole thing is she doesn't actually have an interview she was invited to possibly have an interview (laughs) and she just (laughs) blew up her her income Imagine what an idiot like you guys pay really well you you guys pay really well and like all she had to do was sit there and manage kids to get to places on time. Yeah, Virtually. I mean, mostly she <laughs> sat at our dining room table with her MacBook open. And then, like, when they had breaks, yeah. she did stuff with them. It was a very easy way to earn $24 an yeah. hour. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Paid vacation. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't want that job. Not I know, really. right? Like, I bet. Kind of was nice. Uh, I'm sorry. <sighs> it sucks. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. It yeah, it it makes me think also about like um, spe- like maybe especially with girls, like the pressure that adults put on them to perform happiness. Yes, yes, oh. and Absolutely. how that mm-hmm. has echoes later in mm-hmm. our lives. That um, you know, like this this like kind of surfaces that in a way and interrupts it. You know, I mean, it sucks, but it sounds also like like maybe the the nanny had expectations that 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 was something they were going to perform all the time i i do think that that's true you know i i do i do think um 
I think I've said this too before, like I think she thought that being a nanny to my children was going to be like hanging out with like some compliant woodland sprites all day long. Um, <laughs> and like, uh, you know, five-year-olds can be woodland sprites, right? Um, but nine-year-olds are not. They're just no. not, right? No. They have thoughts no. and feelings and personalities. Um, and yeah, so um, I, uh, she's, yeah. It sucks. It <sighs> sucks. Sucks. Yeah. yeah. Totally, totally sucks. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, on to um, a slightly different situation. Uh, uh, Missy, tell us what's going on in your world. Um, so I've been face to face since August 19th. So uh, my my life is uh, very different. Um, I, if you don't know, I teach in a very small private school. We have about. Um, little less than 100 kids pre-k through 12th grade um and so we made the decision in july that we were gonna try face to face because if we can't do it then no one else can like if we can't do it with the small amount of kids that we have had um then then we just can't do it and so we started um we do all the precautions we i sit out at the front in a mask every morning and um temp check kids as they walk in. Um, there are hand sanitizer stations all around the school. The, um, but of course my kid does not like hand sanitizer. So he washes <laughs> his hands. He has to leave every class to go wash his hands. Cause he does not use hand sanitizer. Um, and, uh, it's been, you know, interesting teaching in a mask. Um, I will say I have, I'm completely used to it now. Um, I walk all the way to my car and sometimes get halfway home and we're both still in our masks like it's not a big deal um the kids are really good about it everyone in the beginning was like oh they're gonna trade masks not one kid has traded a mask i just want you to know that they're not doing that um we barely have any masks get lost we have we had gotten so much ppe um but that the kids take care of it themselves that we have like all these disposable masks that I'm like, are we ever going to use these? Like, because the kids don't want to wear them. They want to wear the masks that they're used to wearing. Mm -hmm. Um, We have had one case of coronavirus of COVID um, that was gotten outside of our school and we shut down for two weeks, that kind of pod group of kids that were um, in any way near that person. Um, and we had zero community spread, so it was awesome. Nice. Like, yeah, we just went yeah, virtual wow. for two weeks and we pivot really well with that. Cause we're one-to-one and we've been one-to-one for four years now. So, um, I know that I come from like a huge, I have huge privilege in what I get to do. Um, I don't get paid a lot of money, so you can <laughs> feel better about that. Um, uh, but, um, but I, that's what I deal with often is that my, all of my friends, have struggles in much different ways than I do. And I'm like, yeah, no, just we wear masks and we wash our hands a lot. And I have to Lysol hot glue guns, which I don't know how. um, I'm like, do I wait until they're turned off to spray Lysol on them between classes? I don't know. Um, But it's it's an interesting it's been it's just been interesting. It's um, so I don't have the frustrations that a lot of everyone else has to deal with. I just deal with guilt and like am I making the right decision am I a part of the problem I have so much privilege it you know so that's what makes me wake up at three o'clock in the morning 
um, mm -hmm. worrying about. Yeah. So, you know, that's that's mm -hmm. where I am. Hillary, your kids are back at school, so. Uh, yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, and mine are, um, we did, and I've talked about this ad nauseum, but we did Austin ISD um, decided to delay school and then have the first month be um, online and then then we went to like a staggered start where it was like kindergarten and sixth grade and ninth grade and whatever it was like however they're phasing into it and but luckily <laughs> since I have a kindergartner and a third grader the third grader got to go back um, and it ended up it's been the, the month home for us was really hard much like Colleen was saying like I um having a kindergartner the third grader was okay though I'm sorry she was like not as self-driven as like the kindergartner is a little bit more interested Rory's a little bit more interested in learning than Bridget is very smart in different ways <laughs> um but Rory is more like a little bit more intellectually curious sometimes about stuff but he's also five and he's not super interested in sta staying still or and 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 Dave and I, for whatever reason, we're just entering the season of us both being super busy. And so it would be like, I'm working hard on something. And, um, you know, then all of a sudden it's like, oh shit, you know, I have things on my calendar. Like, oh shit, you know, he has to start a zoom or he, she has to start a zoom or whatever. And just kind of being aware of it and, and monitoring them. And with Bridget, we really, I could just kind of set it and forget it a little bit, but with Rory, we would have to be a little bit more on top of him. So that month of September just sucked. I mean, we were, Really, we would truly get to Friday and just like take a deep breath, like okay, we got through it. It's okay. Now that the kids have been in school, um, you know, minus Rory's coronavirus scare, um, it has been. I will say, they've done a really good job. I mean, you know, we'll see how it all comes out in the wash. And cases are increasing, not at the school, but cases just in general are increasing so much. And Texas hit like some crazy new number. I will say for the Austin schools, because that's what I can speak on. It's been really, it's been good. I mean, there was one case that was at the kids' school, and uh, you know, there's like a thousand kids at this school. It's a pretty big school um, as far as elementary schools go, and there's just been one case, and they, you know, alerted everybody, did the contract tracing. It's it hasn't been like, oh, this is just a dream, but they've really done a good job. You know, they take the temperature when we get there. You have to check in on the AISD app, and. <laughs> the way that I get the kids, so every morning we have to ask them questions. I mean, we don't really because, you know, it's those standard COVID questions that they ask. You know, do you have, have you been tested? Have you been around people who have tested positive? Blah, blah, blah. Is your, you know, do you fit any of these symptoms? But one of the symptoms um, is, <laughs> have you had diarrhea? So every morning I'm always like, kids, did you have diarrhea? Just because I know it'll like, you know, it makes me laugh and it makes them laugh. And they're like, no, mommy. Um, and so then, you know, they, their temps get taken and, and they get out. But Missy, like, like you were saying, it's astonishing to me because I'm a brat. Like I'm like, Ugh, I don't want to wear my mask. I hate wearing my mask. I mean, I'm not like a mask denier, but <laughs> stop me. What if it I was does. like, I don't wear masks, <laughs> um, but it doesn't, you know, I have definitely accidentally walked into HEB and I look, people are staring at me. And usually I think it's because I'm wearing like leopard pants and a crop top, but no, it's because I'm wearing like not wearing a mask. And it, it's just cause I like forget, you know, I'm just like, Oh, oh shit. I forgot my mask. Anyway, run back out to my car. It's all good. But the kids, um, well, Bridget is very picky about which mask she likes because she's an asshole and loves to torture me in that way. Um, they're really good about wearing them. I mean, they, they do the same thing. They come in my car and they're still wearing their mask. And I'm like, you can take your mask off now. But um, they're really good. And they just, 
they uh, they thrive off of being there and especially my kindergartner you know thrives off of instruction he needs the instruction and dave and i just were unwilling not unwilling we weren't as able to do it as i really wanted to and it was it was help making everybody in the family suffer so being back has been really good for us now if if we have to go back in it is what it is you know what are we going to do that's just like the way it is and we know how to cope with it maybe but so far they've done a really good job and honestly these like these teachers like our freaking heroes they are and you know they don't get paid that much and they're they're there and you know i see bridget's teacher sending me graded stuff or notes like at nine o'clock at night and she's not getting paid for that you know it's mm-hmm. they're they're amazing and they're doing a, such a good job and i'm i'm really appreciative that they've made it okay now you know we live in texas and they're whatever just like let's open everything up but the school districts so far just have have really respected and, and done an amazing job so that's my situation i do well, think it's very interesting how children can just they can just wear a mask all day Right. It's totally fine. Mm -hmm. Like the people who cannot handle this are adult men, mostly. Mm -hmm. Uh, Um, So we have a a student who has been distance learning and then he is coming back part time. They're kind of slowly bringing him in and they've asked if he can have mask breaks because he's not like all the other kids. And so Mm -hmm. um, when he asks for a mask break, an administrator comes and walks him outside and apparently... They were like, okay. He was like, I, can I have a mask? Like, for sure. And so this administrator walks him outside um, and expecting to, like, be out there for five minutes. And he just takes off his mask, takes one deep breath, and then just walks right back inside. And that was his mask break. And it was like, mm-hmm. okay. Like, yeah. that's all he needed. Like, yeah, no big deal. It out. It's not a smoke nice. break. Yeah. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's, it's crazy how, yeah, they're just, like, I'm so impressed with the kids and how they've taken it. And of course there's going to be some long-term like fucked upness about all of this because you know, it's like living through the great depression where they're just like, okay, they just sort of accept the fact, you know, we'll talk about things that we want to do. Like I really want to take the kids to Ireland. I, I'm trying to skirt around going to Disney world. Like I just don't want to spend the money. I'd rather like take the kids to Europe or whatever. And I, I thought it'd be anyway, they're like, Oh, like, can we do that? And I said, well, you know, but we have to wait until (laughs) Americans are accepted into other countries, but like just until coronavirus is done or I say we have to wait. And then Roy says until coronavirus is done. I'm like, yeah, no, like he kind of like knows and accepts it. And he's not even sad about it. He's just kind of like, yeah, okay. Like that's just kind of the way it is. And it totally, totally sucks. But I am, I, whenever I lose patience with the kids, I have to remind myself, like, they're going through a shitty time as well, and they are doing the best they can. I'm probably doing better than 99% of people uh, around them. So you mean you, yeah. wouldn't, again, you wouldn't just walk out uh, in the middle of the day if it took them too long to put on their rain pants? <laughs> I mean, I may. You, you wouldn't do I, that? I'm not, I might, but they would be like, whatever, it's fine. <laughs> just wondering. <laughs> Mommy cries because you're bad. That's what I say. Just kidding. <sighs> Oh man. man! Well, and I think it's such a it's such a different situation for everyone that that we were in the spring where it was crisis and scary, and the teachers yes. didn't know what to do, and mm-hmm. you know they weren't sure what platforms they were using, and I don't know, Zoom bombers were coming in, and people didn't know to put passwords on things, and we've learned so much and come so far. For us, making the decision had to deal with our child's mental health 
and yeah. he's an only child and he doesn't really like our neighbor kids. I mean, he likes them okay, but he doesn't play with them. And he was so isolated in March and April um, that I had to go drop off an iPad case or an iPad or something to a student. And we were just going to leave it on his porch. But the mom came out and started talking to us. And then Miles started playing with the kid who he, he used to play with, but they weren't great friends, but they were playing. And then they disappeared into the backyard and we were like, is this okay? Is this okay? And then we heard the dogs barking and then they were playing some more. And then of course I was talking to this mom that I like never talked to, but I'm like a person, I'll talk to you (laughs) for 45 minutes. And then Mm. as we're finally leaving, I look and Miles is bleeding because the dog had bit him. And my kid is a huge baby. And like, I mean, a splinter is like two days of like talking Mm -hmm. about the splinter. Um, and I, at that point, I knew, like, okay, he needs to be around kids because he just let a dog bite him and didn't tell me. So he could continue, like, playing and bleeding all over this lady's house. Like, oh. like and I was like, yeah, if, if school's open, you're going to go back. Like, that's yeah. what's yeah. going to happen. Yeah. Like, that's just where we're at. So, yeah. No, it's it's true. They, um, they, they, they need the socialization again. They're going to be fine, but they, but yeah, like just having the human contact and and not just me droning on and me like losing my patience because I am I am I tend to do that with my kids. So it's for the option was really nice, and they kept AISD that Austin Independent School District kept sending out surveys like, "What is your kid? What is your mm-hmm. situation? What is your kid doing?" And I would fill them out so quickly. I'm like, "They will be back. No. They'll be mm-hmm. back. She'll be back." <laughs> Um, uh, Christy, what's yours? What's going on with you? Oh gosh, so much. I could have my own show about this. Um, (laughs) well, I have a neurodiverse kid, so we have that challenge going on. Um, one of us has cried probably every day. Um, I have (laughs) one of us. (laughs) I email the teachers daily. I have, I've had multiple zoom meetings outside of like the normal parent teacher conference um we go to similar to colleen we go to like a choice school and the beginning of this whole thing a lot of nice meaning meaning well nice white ladies (laughs) yeah yeah. i got in fight with them on the facebook page (laughs) because our school is one where they the teachers buy all of the supplies and we just give a check. So th- if you can't afford to do a check, you just don't. And no one knows. And it's fine. And, uh, well, the principal sent an email that said, okay, so most of you have these things at home. So there's no supplies to buy. But here's what you're going to need. And it was divided by class. And so I went on our school Facebook page and said, hey, so what about people, so should we have a supply drive for the people who can't afford these things? And I got attacked. I cannot believe that people were upset that I wanted to collect supplies, like what? paper. Yes. They they <laughs> went after me and they said, we're trying to do this. And if people can't afford paper, then they can ask for paper. Oh, and I was like, Mm-mm. but we've always had the culture of you don't ask if, if you can't afford to pay it. Like if you don't pay it by a certain time, they just assume like, it's just done. Like it's fine. Um, so I, 
they just went after me and it was like teachers and my sister-in-law Jessica who we mentioned earlier works at the school and people teachers were texting her that they were mad at me which is so Ah! weird um (laughs) and I'm just like we and also this is the school that had which is awesome they have a um diverse and inclusion club and they had a they gave away free um so you want to talk about race this summer and they had all these like zoom calls it was a huge book club but at the same time they don't want to like collect paper for people and pens like okay so that's what i'm well that's so i think this is like a very this type of community that we're in, um, and I'm sure that Phyllis, your school is similar too, is this concept of all of these people who flood the school Facebook group with um, how to talk to your kids about race. And uh, here's all the ways we're going to do better. And then when it fucking comes down to it, they want to form a pod with other rich white people. Um, We had a kindergarten parent reach out to try to get some kind of socially distanced play dates for people to get to know each other. And then another parent like IMs her and she's like, hey, like, just so you know, like on our street, we've already got kind of that going. And so um, maybe we could just like keep that and like don't match us up with other people because our like group of rich white people is like we're doing fine. And uh, we don't like we don't want to meet other kindergartners Um, or they're like not interested right there. Like the the whole this whole remote learning system assumes that there is a woman sitting next to every child making sure that school is occurring. Right. And then the school is like not helping by saying like uh, uh, you have a packet to pick up and you can pick it up on Wednesday between one and three thirty. Exactly. <laughs> oh, so many of those. Or let's have a parent meeting and you have to schedule it between nine and one. Yes. I, uh-huh. I thought like, about that too. Let's have our family uh, connection. It, it just, mm-hmm. it's all built around assuming that there is a, essentially a mother staying yep. at home. Right. Yep. Yep, and sure. it was like, I, I felt like that when, when like my oldest child first started kindergarten, I didn't, realize how much of the world was really set up like against oh. working women yep. Mm-hmm. Um, yep. because we ha- she had been in daycare which is meant to support working parents and then it was just like a constant slap in the face like I felt like kindergarten was just learning about things that were important two weeks after they happened because of course you yep. should be in the classroom right mm-hmm. <laughs> and this is just exacerbating all of those things and then all of these people who posted a black square in June oh I'm listening yes. and learning I'm taking a step back and I'm listening and learning. Mm-hmm. And then when the rubber hits the road, they're like, oh, sorry. Yeah, like I've hired a tutor because I don't want my yeah. kid to get behind. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> but they're all going to be behind. Like, I don't understand yes. this. Yes. What is behind that what? Anyway, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. True. Behind yeah. True. You know? I yeah. don't know. Sorry, I'm Christy. Just I'm just mad. Yeah. I'm pissed off about this. I hate yeah. all these all of these people oh, who just me too oh we just like and their profile pictures are like a picture of like mount rainier but like you know with like a black lives matter like, like circle yep, the ring. around it right yeah. like no no the perfect one would be a black a black and white <laughs> a black and white challenge accepted picture <laughs> plus with the like, black, black lives, lives matter, matter ring <laughs> um, and so many of those women like had <laughs> celebrate diversity and black lives matter and were attacking me. Like, it was so mm. ridiculous. Um, so because our school is different, the, we are multi-age. So it's first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth in one classroom. And then they have multiple teachers. So there's two teachers, sometimes three per class. Um, so that was a new challenge because 
at one point Elliot had six different teachers and that's hard for middle school and high school kids to get around. Now think about a kid with ADHD who's learning on a terrible learning platform. This is where my, I will like freak out over (laughs) canvas for an elementary school. I don't even, I, I, I like, I just want to know like who, who, who's in bed with canvas at, Uh, and also canvas is scary expensive. Like Mm -hmm. I'm just like, Oh, that just, I just, I can't even, I'm sorry. That just sounds awful. It's, It's so bad. And, um, the teachers had zero training because our, the bargaining with the union went up to four days before. So they kept canceling the training. So we have these teachers, especially one of Elliot's teachers is older. I mean, not near retirement, but I bet this is the first time that she's had to use zoom and Google docs and everything was locked down. And canvas is terrible. Even for teachers. I learned this week that they have to like approve it or like activate it in three different locations. And so like her, her math teacher was like, well, it's working. Why can't you get in? And I'm like, we're pushing this. Here's a screenshot. And she's like, and then it turned out that she just wasn't doing it right. But, um, so that's a lot. I had to call, I did a zoom class and shared my screen or we shared Elliot's screen and said, okay, now put your mind into that of an ADHD nine-year-old. Okay. And then she has to say, today is Monday. Okay. Then she has to go to, go to canvas, click the round button that says M still remembering that it's Monday. See what the schedule is. Know what time it is. I mean, we have giant clocks everywhere now so that she knows. Okay. So it's nine o'clock. That means I have an all class meeting. So then I go to this other link that doesn't make sense. I think it's like called modules or something. They have to go there then it's a wall of Zoom links. I think I sent you guys the picture. Yeah, you did. And it's yeah. a yeah. wall of Zoom links. And then she has to say, okay, so today is Monday. Again, remember, it's Monday at 9, so I have to push this one. But there's three different ones because on Fridays, it's an all-class meeting. There's another teacher who has a homeroom and then my teacher. I also have to remember what my teacher's name is. So we have all these reminders all over the place. Well, the first time they did homeroom and they broke it up, they just told the kids, went down the attendance list and said, okay, Elliot, you're in this one. You know, Derek or what a Brad, you're in this one, whatever. Brad? So... <laughs> No what kids if there was a nine-year-old named Brad, though? That'd be so funny. I know. I was trying to think of those Todd. dumb names, like Maverick and stuff like that. But, you know. Um, so Mason. They, it would be Mason. That's yeah. what it would be. Yeah. And it was, like, no rhyme or reason. This list also was nowhere listed in Canvas of what their homeroom teacher is. So, day one, Elliot goes. And her reading teacher was one. So, she thought, oh, my reading teacher is that. So, that must be my homeroom. I, that makes sense. Goes there. Um, does the day next day does the same thing instead of accepting her in the class the teacher banned her from the zoom class and then marked her absent and so I was like and, and Elliot's like I don't get it and it's an hour later right and she's I was like how was class I don't know I think she pushed instead of accept I think she pushed um decline or banned but I got a message that I'm banned from the room and I don't really know what to do So I emailed the teacher and I was like, hey, what happened? And she said, oh, Elliot's not in my homeroom. Um, And 
So instead of letting her in and saying, hey, you're this isn't where you're supposed to be. She just banned her and then hoped that that would. And and how were we supposed to get that message that she was in the wrong? Like she didn't Mm -hmm. send us an email. Mm -hmm. I had to reach out. Mm -hmm. And it's and so during the teaching the teacher how canvas does not work especially for neurodiverse the she found lots of things she that she could correct like oh okay well if i just i mean she hasn't let's be honest but um (laughs) if if we just list the homeroom that would be a great idea to do this yeah that would be great let's do that another list but at least kids could look or parents could look also this canvas is terrible because there's a parent view and you can get a mobile app. But nah. the desktop view for the parents is different than the mobile app view and also different than the teachers and the students. Everyone has a different view. So when I'm writing to the teacher and saying, hey, uh, we can't get into this assignment. She's like, well, you just push it and it doesn't work for Elliot. I can get in, but it says I need like everything is so is so terrible (laughs) and then I had to bring in because we have a 504 plan for the first time this year but most of it is for in-person learning and the one that I was what I was trying to get done is something Jessica does for her kids is a clickable individual schedule so Mm -hmm. Elliot could go on Monday known as a calendar is that yeah. <laughs> right. right exactly right. and right. and they said and I wrote and I said this is not working um all of us are in tears Elliot is when she gets frustrated she gets angry and we're all like yelling at each other and crying and yep. um we need a different solution and I've heard that other teachers are doing this and one teacher just responded back the same one who banned her by the way she said no we're not going <gasps> to do that Mm-mm. too hard and the other teacher who I have grown to love said we can't really do that because this this, isn't this she doesn't know how to do it let's be honest and Mm. um but I would love to meet with you guys and we can do a screen share and we can figure it out and that's Mm. when I was able to teach her about all the terrible things and how uh I had to teach her what an ADHD mind looks like and that was apparent when she would say Elliot click on this and Elliot would click on three different things and try to get back and I was like this is what I mean like this is what Mm -hmm. and then when you're marking her late or absent because it takes her 10 minutes well it takes 10 to 15 minutes for us to figure out where she needs to be and I have it here and if she's frustrated and upset then I'm the dumbest person that ever existed (laughs) Mm -hmm. so it's all really difficult but we had a really good conference and luckily she tested out of the other teacher that I don't like reading group Mm -hmm. and the for at our school reading is like your main teacher so that's where you learn the social studies that's where the conferences happen everything is around this like literacy class so Mm -hmm. yeah so I still don't care if she is doing PE on Zoom? No, or... no, please. <laughs> I know that was the hardest part during the at home. They would have the specials, and I was mm. like, and I just realized that there was assignments during like completed. You had yep. to complete these, and I was like, absolutely, no. you can no. fail art, and I really don't care. Like, yeah. fail. And actually, Bridget, yeah, Bridget <laughs> likes art. Rory is much like I am, where he's like, I hate drawing, and I'm like, buddy, I know, because he mm. wants. He's like me. He wants to memorize facts. Like he doesn't want to. <laughs> 
draw on that bush. No. So mm-hmm. I was like, it's okay. You know what? It's okay. Like it's, it's not going on your permanent record. One of Missy and my um, best friends, Emily, um, her husband, Russ was, is, did really, really well in high school and, you know, did well in law school, did well in college, like all this stuff. And he was like, I remember being in middle school. Now things are different since 1991, but he said, I remember being in middle school and realizing this is all bullshit until you get to me in high school. Like none of this matters. Mm -hmm. And he like made quote unquote bad grades in middle school. Um, because he knew it doesn't matter. Like it's mm-hmm. not. It just does not follow you. Well, it, and, yeah. and to be honest, I talked about this when I taught at a different private school in Houston. I made the con- I made the comment like content is secondary. Like really, up until high school, it's just we're teaching them soft skills, and you know the content's really secondary. And I had some history teachers get very angry with me, and I'm like, do mm. you think seventh grade history is like is that <laughs> Texas history? Texas yeah. history <laughs> is that like what we really care about? Like, yeah. Do I remember anything about any of that? No. Like, I remember that Guy Yarbo founded Nacogdoches. Like, that's all I remember from it, and it's really served me well in my <laughs> in making money in life. I just have a good a good story about being assigned a city in Texas to do a project on, and I got signed Telegraph Texas Population Eleven. And I was like, lots of interesting things. So, you know, yeah. Oh no. my God. It's all, it's, I, I, I mean, I'm glad Christy, you brought this up. Like, like let's talk about the school stuff. Cause it really is so diverse as far as what we're doing. And it's gone. It's, it filters into what I've been saying about like, we, you know, we're being tasked to do all of this stuff and really manage our children's schools and their, mental health and, and all of this stuff. And it's largely because we have such a shitty federal government mm-hmm. that hasn't given us directives and people are being, people are stupid and they're going to be stupid. And it's frustrating because there's no directive. So we're all just trying to figure it out. And across the nation, it's so imbalanced and we're just trying to do our best. That's all we're trying to do is our best. And, and, it's really fucking hard. Yeah, my best sucks. Honestly, no, yeah. mine does too. Like my best. <laughs> I'm really good at doing my best at work. Yeah, uh, yeah. like I'm a pretty. That's because you have friend. you have you have like points that you have to meet. Yeah. you know, and you have and or exceed or whatever. And this is like I'm just trying to. You know, like I said to my husband, I feel like I'm drowning right now and I need you to help me. Wouldn't yep. you help somebody that you saw was drowning? And he's like, Oh yeah, you know. And it's like, I it's. Uh, you know, I'm not actually dying, but it, you really feel like you're b- treading water. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Best. I mean, that's why I had to leave for three weeks because I was doing I mean, my worst yeah. at everything. And I was just yeah. sleeping all the time and crying yeah. all the time. And yeah, Christy and I both realized the way that we deal with stress is by sleeping. <laughs> is by sleeping. sleeping. <laughs> Get you a nap dress. Yeah. <laughs> no, there you go. I know. Yeah. I think, I mean, as your resident mom on the pod who works in urban policy, my great mm-hmm. hope kind of coming out of 2020 is this idea that we're having these kind of really huge reckonings about what our social system does and doesn't do, right? We're having this reckoning about policing, Hopefully. right? Police officers mm-hmm. don't want to be social workers. They don't want to spend 80% of their time doing homelessness response. Teachers don't want to be the social safety net. And yet we have defunded the mental health system. We have completely dismantled social supports in this country under the name of, you know, lower taxes, which like, fuck you, right? Mm -hmm. And as a result, when we don't have the school system to take care of our kids, and when we finally acknowledge the brokenness of the police system, like we're going to have to figure out something else. And my hope is Mm -hmm. 
we can figure out some other kind of solution. I don't know. Today I'm allowed to feel hopeful. On Monday yes. I'm probably mm-hmm. going to be taking a depression nap. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I just it's it's so like I'm glad we're having these conversations, but I really don't like being part of the part of society that's like really taking the brunt of these challenges. You know, in in all of our stories, even though there's things that are really frustrating and messed up, like we're so lucky. You well, that's know? what I was gonna say. That's exactly yeah, what uh-huh. I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah, and and it just, but it's like it's still it's way not good enough because like during Christie's whole story, I was thinking, but what would they have done if Jeremy had called? They would have just oh, fixed he the have shit. Written. They would have fixed the shit because he's yeah. a man. Yeah. They would yeah. have fixed it, even if he didn't know what he was talking yeah. about and he didn't know how to demonstrate that they were wrong. Um, they would have been like, well, let's just take care of it then. But due to yeah. whatever, you know, sexist process they were going through, whether it was like, oh, well, he probably doesn't know how because he's a guy. So let's just do it. Or or whether it's the like, you know, lionizing the single dad thing or or, mm-hmm. you know, whatever it is, or like, oh, well, let me let me help him out or whatever. Like they just get treated differently when they go yeah. in to mm-hmm. to I need to start sending stuff. emails from him from his email. Yeah, just yeah. break <laughs> just like even if it's a fake ass email mm-hmm. account or, you know, or if he lets you into his or whatever. Yeah. Just yeah, just just pretend to be him, you know, um, if yeah. he's, yeah. you know, or and then when he can do it, like, you know, maybe he can do it but like when he can't they'll just respond better if they think it's him mm. <laughs> which is True. really it's shitty well, and you know and everything. as someone who grew up in a house that didn't have a guy you know like i just think about um you know not 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 being a not being able to avail yourself of the structural sexism mm-hmm. <laughs> to have a man or pretend man handle the shit. Yeah, for sure. You know? I mean, sucks. that's that's the the one like thing that I've done and and keep trying to do because they keep trying not to send them stuff is include Dave in all the emails. Like yep. he has to be included in all the emails. It's not, yep. he, and they always get his fucking email address wrong. There is a junior <laughs> so on there. It's really it. annoying, but I'm like, I can't be the only one responsible for this. Like Dave, his does name make isn't more money. Dave McSixaplex. It's not that hard. And I'm like, he does make more money than I do, unfortunately, but that doesn't mean that I have, less responsibility than he does like it no. does not mean he also was half of these kids and and mm-hmm. dave is is great like it's not like he's an unwilling partner but it, it falls on me to be the president they need of to everything. partner with you they yeah. do yeah and is, on, which man. is why i was just like you got to be in charge of this like i can't and you know it doesn't have to be perfect it doesn't have to be the way that i want it to be but it has to i, I can't shoulder this as well because mm-hmm. i'm yeah. shouldering a lot of stuff and it's and and society and it's not even like these guys. It's like society wants them to not be, uh, be involved, and they have to be involved. Yeah, they do. That's one of my favorite we- RGB stories. Is when the school called her to come pick up her son or something. You know the story, and um, she was doing her busy lawyering or judging stuff, and then yeah. she said, "This kid has two parents. You right. need to call the dad. Have you okay. even tried?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's real. And then she said that she said that rule with the school is that they needed to call dad. Yep. Well, that's the rule that I have that everyone breaks. So um, because I work at the school. Yeah, I I work at the school and I'm like, 
if there's something wrong, like if there's something happening, like you need to call him. Like I have a job right. that I'm doing here. Exactly. Like, you can't leave if he's sick. Like I like he has another parent. And like, to be honest, like Peter's working from home and it has been wonderful. Like I'm yeah. like, he's sick. He's there's something wrong with him. Call his dad. Like he forgot. Mm-hmm. We forgot lunch. We forgot a jacket. You get to call his dad. I don't have to deal yep. with it anymore mm-hmm. because right. like you can take a zoom call on your phone while you're driving to bring us, you know, like, you don't you you can't be like oh i have a meeting like whatever Mm -hmm. like people have meetings in their cars now and it's right yep i like that part as being an equalizer of having someone who's working from home now um Mm -hmm. i don't like it when i come home and he's obviously been sleeping um but you know i you know (laughs) it's fine i get to go to work i get to talk to other adults it's it's a a trade-off but dave has definitely come into my office slash our bedroom and i'm like I'm just taking a quick nap. Don't worry about it. It's okay. <laughs> oh, man. No, it's hard. And, and you know, we are all, like, married, lucky, you know, upper middle class people. Mm-hmm. So it's like we I, – I, I, that's the thing I try to imagine. Not like I'm, like, trying to make myself feel better, but just thinking, no. man, I can't imagine having a kid that's super neurodiverse and I'm a single mom or I have a – a job that has requires me to go into the office all the time mm-hmm. like that. You know, I have like a dream of a situation, even though it is infinitely frustrating to me. So, yeah, right. you know, trying to at least recognize that because it's, it's really hard even for the best situated people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Anyway, there's, mm. there you go. Tishi, if you ever want to know what it's like to send kids <laughs> yeah. to, uh, to school in a pandemic, there you go. Uh. Oh Lord in heaven. All right. Hopefully it gets better. I know, mm. please. Mm-hmm. Yes. On this Saturday when I've had two glasses of champagne while recording, <laughs> hopefully I'm going to feel really good about it. Oh That's man. Great. Okay. So for the question of the week, we kind of like, try to like swerve but like make it about kids since this is like the mom pod um (laughs) the question of the week is what is the biggest lie you told your parents and or kids or whatever lies involving kids is basically our question of the week so uh phyllis why don't you go first yeah um it's you know if, if you've heard me talk about my mom before it might not surprise you my mom is a very serious person like um and a very like holistic person so like that has never been part of our relationship. Um, but um, when, and I think that I've kind of internalized that also. But when I thought about this question, I was like, I know there's got to be something. Um, I just, I kept coming back to this one thing, which is that I, I went on a trip one time to see my friend Brenda when Gus was four, and I never told him I went to Disneyland. <laughs> <laughs> is he just finding that out now if he's Probably, listening yeah yeah <laughs> sorry gus <laughs> yeah. he would have been too young for it anyways yeah he wouldn't have enjoyed no, it he, mm. he would have he would have enjoyed <laughs> you're like no it's a lie yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's just i mean you know like it, it was one of those things too where like that wasn't even what the trip was gonna be and then um, when I was there, my friend was able to get a day off and she was like, Hey, you want to, uh, and so it was, it was easy to not mention, but I felt so bad about like, you know, this thing that I had been like, just avoiding because I find that it's expensive and, you know, like it yeah. came up earlier, like, I don't really want to do that. Like, 
if we're ever going to go somewhere, I'd rather like go somewhere real, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, uh, that then when it came up, I was just like, well, I think I'm just not going to be bringing this up. (laughs) So, so, um, yeah. yeah, So that's, that was the one thing I thought of. And it just made me think a lot about like what, what is a lie and like to what end do we tell them? And it's just like, I was telling it, I guess for my own, like, peace yes. at the time yes. <laughs> to not have to explain it wasn't a malicious lie it was just no like, not this is gonna all. hurt them more than mm-hmm. uh is necessary yeah yeah i didn't want to yeah. be like you know and it was really cool and you know <laughs> it was amazing yeah yeah like i just i didn't want to get caught up in the whole thing so you know yeah that was uh like six and a half years ago <laughs> yeah that's a good one that's um, mm-hmm. all right uh all right trekking on down colleen how would you go? Uh, yeah. So um, I was thinking about, so I was an only child and um, because I was an only child, I could never blame anything on anybody. Um, <laughs> I actually had an imaginary friend for a while. Her name was Honey. And um, sometimes I would do some bad stuff and my dad would be like, what the hell? And I'd be like, Honey did that. And the credit <laughs> to my dad, he just would, he would just say, yeah, Wow. Like, she's really <laughs> troublesome. What a naughty friend. Um, and one time I, like, I colored my entire face with markers, you know, and that, oh, and she God. did that. So, um, <laughs> so my kids are not, they're not, they don't get in a lot of trouble, but I do, um, uh, uh, they are artistic free spirits, especially my older one. And she just doesn't, she gets into some sort of art project and then is not necessarily contemplating the fact that she's got, like, paint and she's just painting like directly on the carpet or something and so mm. i'm sure you all recall earlier in the pandemic we have uh, we have uh, this like beautiful vintage chair um that's teak and it had uh the original cushions like from the 50s or 60s and um they went to bed and uh i went to sit down in the chair and noticed that it had been um completely covered in food coloring um <laughs> and, and then like our a bunch of throw pillows also had food coloring on them because i think she used uh-huh. them to try to cover it up um uh-huh. uh, that's such a kid like a kid right? series of, no one like, will see it yeah <laughs> oh, oh and um and so we had like a big reckoning around doing things to the furniture basically um and um she ended up having to pay for like the uh the new um pillowcase covers the pillow covers uh which are were very cool they were only $15 on Amazon so she had to give me $15 and then um I just went ahead and I found a place that would make custom cushions online um uh, they were $450 to replace the cushions for this more than the chair cost um I did not speak to Steve before I ordered them and he was like uh do we like do we need to do that and uh we did i did i needed to so that i could continually say that was 450 dollars that you just did um (laughs) so cut to like three weeks ago and um i'm looking at one of these pillows this it's just like a velvet pillow cover and it has pom-poms on the outside it's extremely cute um and one of them had been just drawn on there was just it was just <laughs> drawn on and i knew exactly uh, who did it right and that my kids are both just like i don't know who did that i don't know it wasn't me sure. and it wasn't her i mean we do have two cats but they don't have thumbs right and they both <laughs> and so i thought 
okay, I'm gonna get you to expose this lie. So I was like, okay, well, so this was $15 and so um, we'll have to buy new ones again. And so I guess since no one's admitting it, then you uh, each have to pay me half of that. So you each owe me $7.50. And they both just willingly paid me $7.50. And I kept thinking <laughs> that the older one would sense. get crushed by guilt and like watching her little sister open up her Hello Kitty purse and count out seven fifty and give it to me, which she happily did to cover the ass of her sister, right? This five-year-old is just like, sure, here you go. Yeah, no problem. And then they both wow. just like went on their merry way, um, caring for each other and protecting uh, anybody oh. from getting into trouble. And I was like, I never wanted a sibling because I grew up in such a toxic environment. Like even as a little kid, I was like, no, like we don't yeah, need No anymore. other person needs to be subjected Nobody to needs this. these yeah. parents. Absolutely not. But that like, they're just like, oh sure, I'll just, yep, I got your back. No big deal. I, I wow. It's fascinating. And like, it's beautiful. Mm -hmm. And also like, stop drawing on the furniture. <laughs> just, right. you please, like we have so many art supplies. My home is... Like, like you've been, some of you have been in my basement, yes. which looks mm -hmm. like a craft store. So just like, right. yeah. you know, take a canvas, for example. Yeah, no. This is where you go, <laughs> not the not the nice furniture, please. <sighs> I know, it's so funny how simultaneously you can be so frustrated by your children, but then remark at their, like, cleverness or just their love or whatever, you know, all that, all that mm. stuff. It's incredible. Yeah. It is. Mm -hmm. And I never I had anybody. I just had honey. I guess she did have my back. <laughs> she did. She did. Um, okay, Missy. Um, I was thinking about, like, my mom and dad lied to me, like, all the time. And I really can't now really think of a specific instance. And then Colleen brought up lies that the kids tell you. And I was like, oh, I remember this. Um, Miles is your typical only child. He's incredibly precocious and talks a lot and has always talked a lot. And I remember one day picking him up from daycare when he was like, just turned three. Um, and the daycare did the thing where they're like, we just need to tell you something. Um, and I'm like, oh no, what did he do? What happened? Mm -hmm. They're like, he's fine, but he has a scratch on his face. But we just want you to know whatever he tells you is not the truth. We don't really know how he got it on his face, but he keeps telling us how he got it and it did not happen. And I was like, oh, okay. I was really, and I was like, y'all are making this like really weird. And it was a tiny little scratch on his face. And I was like, hey, buddy, what happened? And he said, oh, during nap time, a bird came in and scratched me on the face. <laughs> we, I was like, <laughs> I mean, birds are gross, so like, maybe. Yeah, are. I, yeah, he didn't knock out the door, like, or just like yeah. it just came over to his little like, mat and, and was like, <laughs> "I said, I said, what happened, buddy?" He said, "He said when I was sleeping, and it was like this cute little like two year old or three year old voice, and a bird just flew in the in the room and scratched me on the face and left." And I was like, "He's like Cinderella." And I was like. <laughs> And, like, he told it, like, four times. And the daycare teacher was, like, like really afraid I was going to get, like, upset with her. And I'm like, mm -hmm. I don't believe that a bird flew in and scratched his face. And I, you know, it's a scratch. It's fine. But he, I mean, he stuck to that story forever. And I was like, okay, fine. I guess that's just what you really believe. So um, I don't know what happened that he was covering up for someone or, like, I don't know. So that's one that sticks out in my mind. Um, I love it. I love that he stuck to one. his story. He yeah, stuck like, to it. Mm -hmm. that a bird scratched oh, in the face. Oh, it's funny. Oh, my God. Which is like my um, literal nightmare if a bird flew yeah, into yes. my room while I was oh my napping. God. I would die. Crazy. Ew. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Chrissy, what about you? Um, I 
it probably sounds fake, but I didn't lie. I was such a good kid and I couldn't physically lie. I, my parents would just look at me and I would start crying and confess everything. Um, and in fact, my sister was opposite. She was a little sociopath, like liar, um, did all of the cool things that cool kids do. And, um, they would just go, well, what did, what did Cindy do? And then I'd be like, okay. And spill it all. Um, but one time I was such a bad kid. I was I, 16 years old and my friends all got Metallica tickets and um, my boyfriend at the time bought me one. And so I called my dad and I said, I want to go to Metallica tonight. And he said, absolutely not. You cannot go out on a school night to a rock show. And I went anyways. And then Ooh. my friends, and then it, then I started, but I still was going by curfew. It's starting to get closer and closer to curfew, and my friends are not wanting to leave. Um, and my dumb boyfriend at the time didn't want to leave, so I called my dad uh, from a payphone outside of the key arena and said, yeah, so I went to the concert and I need a ride. Uh, so he had to come all the way to Seattle to pick me up. And he's like, we will talk about this later. And I got in so much trouble. I should have just stayed because my friends got backstage and got to meet Metallica and hang oh. out with them all night. Oh, <laughs> oh my God. Boo. Missy and I loved Lars. Like, oh, me too. <laughs> I did too until my friends that went back there said he was kind of a scumbag oh, and I'm sure like, had multiple women and and he was married at the time and I was like I'm broken hearted yeah. yeah oh that's fun though yeah. um, the wow. uh my kids tell me lies all the time about how they want a puppy and they'll take care of it I mean that's mm-hmm. not a proven yeah. lie but so like weird. I know that's an yes. actual lie or um, I did my homework I did my chores I will say, like, in general, when I would lie as a kid, because I was the youngest, so, like, I got away with a lot of stuff, but um, in in general, if I wanted to lie, I would, <laughs> I would blame it on Missy. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> like, my, my parents would, like, find cigarettes or something in my car and be like, it's, it's Missy's. <laughs> oh, no. It's fine. Luckily, they like you, and they didn't turn you into, oh, like, the bad. they didn't give a shit. It was more about me. They didn't care about, like, my friends most. It was it was me, but whatever. I was a, I was rude. But the, the biggest lie that I ever got busted on. But then this is such like young um, youngest child privilege that I just skated off of. So when I got my car in October 1994, I guess um, I had a friend who was like, "Hey, we're going to this party." Missy, it was like Chaz Leggett or whatever, oh one of God. those like dirt bags. Anyway, so I was like, <laughs> "Okay." So I was driving all the because I wasn't even drinking. It wasn't like I was. I was just going to a party. And, but it was past my curfew and I had a solid like 12 o'clock curfew. Like, I, you know, not 1201, mostly 1159. Like I had to be in before 12. Anyway, so I, I told my parents that I was going to Chelsea's house or I don't know, like I was spending the night there. Or something. I don't remember exactly what the story was, but I said, oh yeah, I went to Chelsea's house and they never called and checked up on me. Like that was just not, because nobody had cell phones. So it was, you would have to get on the landline. Mm-hmm. And, and no one ever go, really checked with the parents. No. And it was like, oh, she goes to Chelsea's all the time. It's not a, you know, it's not a big deal. And then for whatever reason, my parents called and they said, oh, they're not here. And so at some point I came home and I was supposed to like, in that I was such a nerd, I was supposed to go to like an Ann Richards um, 
like re-election rally the next day <laughs> and I came home and my mom was like, um, we know that you lied to us. Uh, and she wasn't even mad. I mean, she was mad, but she was a little bit just more like, you need to go talk to your dad because he's pissed. And I'm like, mm-hmm. oh, great. You know, so I go run upstairs to my parents' bedroom and I said to my dad, I said, I'm sorry I lied to you. I just went to this party and I just didn't know how to tell you. And he was like, you know what? I just got in my car. He said, you know what? You go to school and you go to, <laughs> you go to theater practice because I was a nerd. nerd. And that's it. Like, that's all you can do. You cannot, like, go to Coffee House, which is where Missy and I hung out when we were, like, teens. You can't go to Coffee House. You can't go to – you have to go to school and theater, and that's it. That's all you can do. And I started crying and, like, I love you, Daddy. I'm so sorry for disappointing oh. you. No. And he melted and relented. and ah. <laughs> Sucker. <laughs> but then thing is like I was a pretty good kid like it was like I think he knew you know that I I did feel bad slash was also manipulating him but like I did feel I don't like getting caught doing bad things I was like I won't now I'll just be like a little bit more secretive about yeah um and this is the thing I always tell my nieces and nephews um because I'm such a cool aunt that I always say listen you can do kind of off the reservation stuff or that's not a great thing to say. You can do stuff that mm-hmm. is like not, you know, like you can be kind of bad, but like you need to make good grades and you need to mostly follow the rules otherwise, because that's mm-hmm. when you get called out. If you just fuck around all the time, then you're going to get busted. But if you basically make good grades, parents will turn a blind eye to it. Like I know that that's how I will probably be. So that was, that was my, you know, get out of jail free card. That was so funny that you're like, I just don't like getting caught. I don't. I, hate I mean, it. does anyone? No, like, no, no, no. And I was, and, and so my thing about getting caught, I, this is, and Dave and I have this argument all the time about getting caught. Like when Dave gets caught, when I say get caught, I mean like if I call him out on something, he did, I feel like this is a male thing is to just dig in and defend mm-hmm. yourself. My thing is to just be like, I'm sorry. I was wrong. I was wrong. Yeah. I was wrong. I will admit that I was wrong and I will like be overly dramatic about it so that you're just like, holy shit, like this was not like calm down. It's not that big of a deal. And that's kind of what I did then, which is a little bit manipulative, but it worked. I still had my, I still had my car privileges. So you couldn't go to the coffee house called coffee house. It was, well, it was coffee. (laughs) Missy, how is it spelled? House. H-A-U-S. It's a Jimmy John's now. So, you know. know, R.I.P. Coffee House. What we used to do at this coffee house to like, to like uh, shed light on, you know, 16 year old Missy and Hillary. We used to go there with a bunch of our friends. We'd sit outside chain smoke cigarettes one person would order coffee and we'd be like okay well that's good i'll you know when we we purchased something from here and there was one lady that would come out and be like you have to leave like you guys are just loitering right now <laughs> and we were such brats that would be like Ugh, she ordered a coffee like we can stay here as long as we want it's like yeah. one she person ordered, ordered a coffee. coffee we'd use their employee phone in the back to like respond to pager messages like oh you know <laughs> most mid-90s place that you could ever go anyway it was great god i know oh goodness uh anyway so yeah i guess what is the biggest lie you told your parents your kids or your kids told you what have you kids and parents it's all fun um okay (laughs) tishi recommends um i'm gonna go ahead this is a hillary's horny corner um i was telling everybody 
when um in 2016 when trump won like the in the like aftermath of it it was like i that's like i saw hamilton a week later in chicago and we were all just still reeling like i remember traveling and just being like oh, you know just kind of in the days this is horrible and i would remember deleting podcasts because i couldn't mm-hmm. listen to a podcast that happened before or even right yep. after because it was just too it was just too much like it was just too much you know poor, before the before times and too much just like reflecting I couldn't deal with it so I really that is really sort of the origin story of me like retreating into Hillary's horny corner I was mm-hmm. like I just need something that is like mindless <clears throat> I need like sex I need love I need something that is not talking about politics so anyway um th- this week I really felt that where I was just like I I finished the majesty the follow-up to uh what is it? What's the first one called? American Royalty or yep. whatever it's called. Um, I finished that one. That was good. But then I was like, I need something more. So I read this book called, or read, listened to a book called The Roommate. And it was different than I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. Um, it was like very sexy, but not as like sexy as some of the other ones. Um, which is funny because the main character is like in porn. So you would think it would be more sexy. But it was actually like pretty well written as far as those books go and it was a very sweet kind of romantic story and I enjoyed it I had a good time so the roommate is a good one (laughs) anybody else has have a recommendation um I have to so right now actually as we were doing this um Nevada was called for Joe Biden so it's even more and uh Fox you know has been calling Arizona. So it's 290 to 214, which is amazing. Um, wow. And as it stands, I want to get the right numbers. The Senate, um, Georgia will have two runoffs, which is amazing. So vote forward um, in the next couple of days is going to have a write-in campaign for Georgia. And then also donate money to Fair Fight, which is um, Stacey Abrams' amazing thing that basically got us the, the, not basically, I mean, it hasn't been called yet, but the stuff that she did has been amazing and helped to flip this. So those are my two recommendations. Yeah, Mm. She needs to get a sweet cabinet position, right? Right. (laughs) Or she's the next... Is she an attorney? I'm stupid for not like actually. And she also writes romance novels, which are apparently on back order right now. Like you can't get them. We need to, we need to read one and then. Yes. um, Yes. Yeah. (laughs) That's great. Um, Anybody else have a recommend? Um, I do. Although after that, I feel like, well, I don't know. Well, Please. Uh, no. Colleen, I just recommended a book about this guy in the porn industry. I just want to, yeah, yeah we contain yeah. multitudes. Um, <laughs> yes. So I subscribe to um, the Samantha Irby School of uh, Emotional Self-Care, which is, um, she says, like, around here, we salve the wounds of our uh, traumatic childhoods through expensive skincare. And um, <laughs> so I had, uh, the Sephora, Sephora has a sale twice a year. And if you are, uh, um, that's sort of like the different levels of rewards, um, you get different discounts. So um, if you spent um, $1,000 at Sephora the prior year, then you get 20% off in the sale, um, which of course I um, did that. Um, and then it's 15% off if you spent, I don't know how much. And then like a normal person who's just in the club is 10% in the sales right now. It started on um, October uh, 30th and I was 
ready for the sale. Mm-hmm. Um, I filled up my cart with everything that I wanted to buy. And then I also, um, we have like this like recognition program at work where you get points. And I recently learned that you can get Sephora gift cards for your points. So I cashed in 10,000 points for a hundred dollar gift card. Um, oh, yeah. nice. and then plus the discount. So I got, um, $212 worth of product for $78. Um, wow. And uh, if there is a God, she loves me because they arrived on Thursday, about two hours after my nanny walked out the front door. Um, And I truly did not have the emotional, like, capacity to try to open it up and get any joy from it. But then on um, Friday morning, I woke up at 445 um, because I woke up and then I was like, I'm just going to check the map. I'm just going to check the map again. The map had not changed, but then I couldn't go back to sleep. Um, So then I opened all my prods. And um, so my recommendation um, first is just like, you know, shop the Sephora sale. Um, But um, specifically Fenty Beauty Snap Shadows. Uh, They're mini palettes with uh, six colors each. They're highly pigmented colors. Um, If you buy two, you get $5 off. So even if you are not a VIB or a VIB Rouge, you can still get 10% off right now. So you could save $10 off of buying two of these palettes. Um, I own um, uh, palettes four, five, and seven. I just got number seven, which is banging and has a very, very good like mustard yellow that I wore yesterday. Mm. I'm wearing some like a green today. I don't know if you can see my, Mm. it looks pretty good. Mm. It's pretty good. Uh, this is good radio to talk about, to show you my um, <laughs> eyeshadow. Um, Rihanna is amazing. And yes, uh, you're, you're supporting Rihanna continuing to be incredible. So buy some snap shadows. Sweet. That's awesome. Anyone else? Yeah, I, I can recommend um, one of the many like Facebook products, you know, that was like shoved in my face as I was scrolling. Um, pseudo sneakers p-s-u-d-o they're super cute and i don't think i even fully realized what they were when i ordered it they have like the pattern of a their slip-ons that have a pattern of a sneaker including the shoelaces like screened onto them or printed onto them so they're like these kind of like puffy puffy stretchy nylon slip-on sneakers and then they have some cool like athletic shoe look like like cool. printed on yeah yeah they're you're like a sneakerhead i am <laughs> i love sneakers and i really i only have two pairs right now um but i do just love them um and that's one of my two pairs so um yeah i highly recommend pseudos p-s-u-d-o they're cute cool. they're so cute i'm they looking are, now aren't they did, cute? did you get and the blue red on. orange yellow ones yep that look like the 70s kind of cool Yep, those yep. are the ones that call to me too. <laughs> yep, they're super awesome. rad. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Um. Well, and, and for you know more product <laughs> placement, our shameless Amazon plug of the week, Phyllis. What do you yeah. got? <laughs> I <laughs> this week I I um discovered that a couple of my Pyrex lids were cracked. Mm. Um, just like the kind of rubbery plasticky lids they had been like, I don't know, just through the dishwasher too many times or whatever. I found one was cracked and I was like, well, if one of these is cracked, I know there's more. So I dug Mm -hmm. around, dug through, found another one that was cracked. They, um, they had the model number on them. So I ordered them from Amazon and they came this week and I threw out the old ones and was very happy with that. (laughs) 
I don't know why I psychotically did not actually throw them out until the new ones came. Like, why? No, I don't know. I get it. Going to go to a potluck soon? Yeah. <laughs> like, what is that? Yeah, it was so many it was potlucks silly. going on. <laughs> but it made me feel good to know, like, okay, I have my lids now. Like, this is good. Yes. Yes. So, I agree. Yeah. I yep. agree. I got them on Amazon. Sweet. Yep. Um. All right. This has been amazing but we have to go to housekeeping and i'm sad <laughs> no. about because because honestly you guys we could keep talking for the next like five I know. hours okay. I, yes. beyond the fact that i need to like kind of go to the bathroom like this right like, yeah. i can keep talking for a really long time totally <laughs> all right housekeeping so I, guess, I guess that's me yeah. buy some stuff from us at this show has everything.com and click the shop button rate and review us on you however you get your podcast um and then add the link to or and then buy stuff from us on amazon and the pyrex lid link will be there but you don't have to buy those just click through it um and then also the a little um life hack is to add the amazon link to your phone home screen yep yep it's our little like yeah, a little life yeah. hack. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, get involved. The website is thisshowhaseverything.com. You can also use throwyourphone.com to uh, send us a little note. Um, join the Facebook group if you're so inclined. Uh, hopefully Facebook will be a little, well, who knows? Maybe it'll be like a fiery hot mess. But right now, it's love all over my Facebook group. So anyway, join the Facebook group. It's really fun. The show Twitter is at Show. Email us at tshe at 10710.com. Send us a voice memo, just like y'all sent me lovely voice memos for my mm-hmm. birthday. Um, I just got a text message from my boss who was like, why is somebody singing to you in Polish? And I'm like, don't worry about it. It was just about me. Fax Bobby Your Butt at 617-354-8513. And um, thanks for joining us, y'all. That was everything about schooling in America. You got the, you got the gamut. Um, and you know, just know, like we're trying our best. That's, that's as, that's as good as we can do right now. So Mm -hmm. thanks for joining us y'all. We love you. Thanks. Bye. 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 With a dream, my cardigan. Welcome to the land of fame, excess. Am I gonna fit in? Jumped in the camp, here I am for the first time. Look to my right, and I see the Hollywood sign. This is all so crazy. Everybody seems so famous. My tummy's turning, and I'm feeling kind of homesick. Too much pressure, and I'm nervous. That's when the taxi man turned on the radio. And a Jay Z song was on. And a Jay Z song was on. And the Jay Z song was on. So I put my hands up to play my song. The butterflies fly away. Nodding my head like yeah. Moving my hips like yeah. Got my hands up to play my song. You know I'm gonna be okay. Yeah. It's a party in the USA. Yeah. It's a party in the USA. Get to the club in my taxi cab. Everybody's looking at me now Like who's that chick that's rocking kicks She gotta be from out of town So hard with my girls not around me It's definitely not a Nashville party Cause all I see is the letters I guess I never got the mail